Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. I think we should start off the show with a shout out to my brother Lee, who is beginning another turn around the sun today. Happy birthday, brother Lee. Now the question is, should we share the picture <laughs> that that I posted on Lee's page? Sure. Where he's waiting for his close-up. Wearing my coat. Yes. Looking very old Hollywood. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we had fun now. I found a picture of him wearing a very funny hat. Or was that a paper bag he had on his head? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, welcome in here. I know it's a short show tonight, but that's okay. Because I had to come to work to rest up a little bit. All this decorating for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, my gosh. And St. Patrick's Day is only two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. And then two weeks after that is Easter. And to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, we're going to, in two weeks, we'll be uh, introducing you to one of our new favorite performers. Yes, Grana Duffy. She is from Ireland. There's a surprise. (laughs) Yes. And uh, she is an extraordinary blues singer, guitarist. uh, Hardcore blues. Chicago blues. It's Really, really good stuff. And she's got a couple of gigs here. She's going to be speaking uh, to uh, the Irish group. Uh, the name escapes yeah, me. I, <laughs> um, but she has a hole in her schedule on Saturday night. So two weeks from tonight, she will be in the studio with us. Tonight, in uh, just a little bit, we're going to welcome in uh, an old friend, mm-hmm. Sydney Friedman, the musical mentalist. Yes. If you have never heard Sydney, buckle up. Mm-hmm. I already found one of our own who's agreed to be a guinea pig. I mean, to uh, be a guest on the uh, yes, show. Yes, to assist uh, Sydney doing his incredible, miraculous things 
and um, he's got a show coming up in April. He's going to tell us about that, but he stopped by here. And if you don't know Sydney, stick around. You'll get to know him, but you'll also be blown away by the things that he will do right here in the studio. Yeah. Amazing. Then a little later, our buddy Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide, would be joining us with yep. uh, an update on... Uh, some of the road tests, car news, uh, some strange car news. And recalls. Uh, yeah. Yep. We got a lot of ground to cover with him. Uh, probably a lot of people are out. I posted pictures on our trip into the station tonight. There was a little bit more traffic than there usually is when we're headed in here later. And I think it's because we're in the middle of Fool's Spring. Yeah. You know, this... this now, let's see, the first one was fake spring, then and this now it's is full spring. spring. And I'm beginning to think this one's just going to stick around. And today was absolutely gorgeous. We've got a couple more days of this. And then if you listen to the news, you realize how very lucky we are. The blizzard in California oh, is... Oh, yeah, that's great. Like 12 feet it's of no, snow. It's, Ron, was that, uh, that the latest totals from California? Something like 12 feet of snow they're oh, getting? I, I, don't, I haven't heard the, the latest on. Uh, oh on the storm, gosh. but it was a lot. It was well, a I heard, blizzard. I heard one uh, report that it is half of a telephone pole. Oh, my gosh. Which, I'm like, okay. I, in my mind, I said... In California. Yeah, in California. Uh, I have a cousin that's stranded out there. She is a trucker, and she posted on Facebook. Um, she is in um, a, a town called Mammoth... Mammoth City, but she's stranded there. She's going to be there for a while because she said there are humps in the snow drifts, and you realize those are cars underneath those humps. And she was hoping that she was going to be able to get through it, but it, it really came on kind of fast. Yeah, they did predict that it was going to be yeah. big, but uh, two feet of snow. And I said to you, that's two. Uh, twelve. I mean, twelve feet. It's that's two why of we you. Have separate hey, 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 hey. It's <laughs> two of you. Be nice. I'm the one that brought the cookies in tonight. That's true. I'll they cut were good, you, too. I'll cut you off before you even get one. <laughs> and uh, we're doing a scratch and sniff show. So if you want to scratch your radio speaker, you can uh, you can sniff Johnny's wonderful chocolate chip cookies. Large chocolate chip cookies. The large chocolate chip cookies that made our next door neighbor, wonderful little kid, Omar, say, to Wait, me. you got to say. Having health insurance is important. Oh, health no, so that's not what he your said. Family has Illinois Medicaid, <laughs> that's not at all, all what he said. Listen up. Oh. I have no idea why form. he would say that. <laughs> Complete the form. we got some scurrying going on. And mail it back right away what so you heck? don't lose your coverage. Yeah, this Omar is a very, very <laughs> prolific kid. If you do lose kid. Illinois Medicaid or all kids, wow. visit healthcare.gov so we're all trying to see if you're eligible to Do we have any idea where that is? Healthcare.gov. Julian, you're back. Oh. The, the, <laughs> it was me. Oh, was it? <laughs> it was me. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. It was it was coming through the uh through the internet. So oh, okay. Uh, well at least no it was just a commercial. Was. Yeah, I I, yeah. I I Googled uh how many uh feet of the of the, for the oh. blizzard and uh the, what I had was ten feet. So okay. Well, my cousin is in Mammoth Lakes, California, and uh, in a semi. She travels by herself. I've never met her. We connected, thankfully, through Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm following her travels as a solo trucker. And we're all worried about her. She says, "Hey, don't worry about me. I'm laying low till this melts. Till I can get out of here. I'm not going to do anything stupid." So more power to her. And she's only been trucking for about a year and a half. What made her decide to uh, 
Money. Well, there's that. <laughs> Some decent money, and she had her CDL, and so she decided to give it a shot. She started local, and then the money was even better. So she, she became long haul? Uh, up and down the uh, the West Coast, and so... Very cool. But back to Omar, next door neighbor. He's six years old. So I made the chocolate chip cookies. And we we were out. uh, We were doing a a little fire pit night. This was uh, about a year or so ago. And uh, I opened up the cookie bin and I handed one to Omar. And he takes the cookie out and he holds it up to his head. And it was about as big as his head. And he covered his face. And he walked over to you. And with the other hand, he pointed to you. (laughs) And he said... You, sir, are a lucky man. <laughs> and then when he got ready to go into bed. Yeah, several hours later, he walked, before he's leaving, he again, came back. he walks over to me. I think he had another cookie at that time because he, he had a going away cookie. Yes. And again, he comes up to me and he says, remember, you, sir, are a lucky man. <laughs> a six-year-old channeling a 40-year-old. I'm going, yeah, you're my new favorite kid. So. But now this is the six-year-old. Who loves math and who offered to do your taxes. This is true, yes. And did tell us that in the morning when he gets out of bed, he feels like there's a 40-year-old man in that body. He said, I'm just so creaky. (laughs) You're six. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, we do have a lot of ground to cover tonight. Stay with us. Uh, Coming up, we got a shout out. We've got nine states listening. If I include the state of Illinois, we've got 10 states tuned in tonight. But don't we have people uh, on a, what, on a uh, cruise ship or something? No, actually, I think it's, uh, I sent them a message and said, what kind of boat are you on? The Enchanted Princess. Are you on a cruise? Enchanted Princess. Or are you on your own little boat headed to Martinique for a 10-day trip? So we'll find out from them and a lot more more here on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. That was, that was Julian's choice for, for the shout song. That gets your heart started. I should know who that is. Who is that, Julian? Otis Day and the Nights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Okay, so our shout out. I said we had, I named the, the number of states we had listening and three more chimed in. So now we're up to 12 states have tuned in tonight and we appreciate that. So here we go from the top. We have Bob and Sherry tuned in. James Kajewski's in Aurora. Donna Youngheim. Uh, Eric Baum is in Wells Beach, Maine tuned in. Catherine Kamarzarek. Forgive me, Catherine. Celine uh, Elders is in Chicago. Can you believe it? Chicago's listening. We're getting out to Chicago. We Bali. are. Don's in Kalamazoo. Scott is in Pierre, South Dakota. Wally Powers is in Pinehurst, North Dakota. Uh, my Elgin fan club is tuned in. And no, they're not members of my family even though I do have family in Elgin. Uh, George Clements is uh, tuned in from Augusta, Georgia. Bonnie's in Butternut, Wisconsin. And I just like saying Butternut, Wisconsin. Uh, Dawn uh, Dawn and Ellie are in St. Joseph, Michigan. 
Uh, we've got Lloyd Moncrief is in Ottawa, Illinois. Randall Treziak. Treziak. You know what, you guys? If you want me to pronounce your name correctly, you might give me a phonetic <laughs> yeah. spelling. That would be awesome. He's in Round Lake Beach. Uh, Brian Lefevre is in Bridgeport. Thank you, Brian. He's a regular listener. Chuck Snitchler friend to this radio station number one friend getting all decked out he's got his saint patrick's decorations and his easter decorations Mm -hmm. going tonight diane vasquez uh, celine ellers uh, janet appenzeller is in elk grove village on listening on her am radio judy b's in oak lawn listening on her c crane radio robin aiken is in port charlotte florida Rich Wade, one of the Wade twins, mm-hmm. one of the Chase twins, says there's no concert tonight, so I'm tuned in from Troy, Missouri. Bonnie Pearson's in Grays Lake. Gene Jacobson's in Milwaukee. Rita Reiki's in Fort Worth, Texas. Susie Schemmel's in Glen Ellen. Um, let's see, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Peter Jacobowitz. Our buddy Bobby Danos is at the Sandwich Manor in good old Sandwich, Illinois. Scott Cooper's in Naperville. Deb Scott, thank you, Deb, for tuning in. John Couture is in Warren, Michigan. Dr. Cryptosis. Norm Rosansky. Nancy Hollins. Suzette Frederick on her AM radio. Jim Smith on his, he sends a picture of his Panasonic transistor radio. Cool. Like you used to carry in your front pocket. Uh, let's see, Ed Wales is in uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Carrie Johnson, Palm Coast, Florida. Cheryl Malone in K-Town. Lester Clyden, her trucking buddy, is between Kenosha and suburban St. Louis, Missouri. And he said that well within listening distance tonight. Penny and Dave Kremenitzer are listening on the Enchanted Princess on their way to Martinique. He said, on so, our, so where, what do we know about the Enchanted Princess? Well, he says on our Facebook page, you can follow our 10 day voyage. We're here with Ed and Randy Kugel of Highland Park. Now, I looked them up. I didn't see any voyage. I don't know if it's a cruise ship or if it's. It's her very own little enchanted princess, but we shall find out. Or maybe it's one of those cars that drives into the, the water. No, um, no, no. Oh. Uh, Mary, Mary Gold is in Tinley Park. Jane uh, Stevenson is uh, listening on her sea crane in Wisconsin. Janet Gellert's in Gainesville, Florida. Susan Powell's in Memphis. Thank you very much. Thank you for saying that, uh, Susan. Nancy Taffy is in West Alice. Helen Thomas is in K-Town. Gary Gray, New Lisbon, Wisconsin. Amy Hoffmeister in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Patricia Gerald in Naperville. And Mark Orr in Arlington Heights. Thank you all for tuning in. If I missed you, I'll get you next week on the radio. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Jeff is uh, in the Gold Coast. Uh, do we say Kathy Fitzgerald from McHenry? No, we didn't. And a listener says, starting my birthday week celebration with you, big year. I was born when there were 49 states. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I told you, I freaked out today looking at the almanac. It was 41 years ago today, the first CD was sold yeah. in the United States. I can't, I really am still having a hard time wrapping my mind around that. And and like you, I'm trying to think of what the first CD was that we got, and it was probably some kind of a promotional thing. Probably we didn't buy it; somebody sent it to us, and we thought, "Oh, this will never last." Uh, our strongest memory of of early CDs is that it was horrible quality. Well, we got a lot of mileage out of that, though. We had a lot of fun because we had a turntable in the old yeah. studios and the Tribune Tower, and, uh, and on your. 
your radio 720 am you could hear the difference in the thin quality of early cds and the full quality of vinyl well there was some really bad stuff though it was awful yeah it was a it's amazing that it took off the way it did because there was so much stuff that just was so lame it made eight tracks sound good even with that click when your eight track went over to the flip side it did um cassettes were bad i blame the the record companies because they just wanted to make instant money so okay put our Put our whole catalog out on CDs. Don't pay any attention to the fidelity of the CDs. Just yep. throw it all out there. And nobody was uh, was listening to it. Just uh, yeah. throw it out, make money. Well, we talked to the engineer from uh, Great Britain. It, it was uh, This was one of the engineers uh, who worked in uh, the Abbey Road Studios right. and had worked with the Beatles. And I'm trying to think of his name. He's a very cool guy. And he brought up something that made so much sense he said too many people were just watching the needles and not yep. listening use your ears yep yep and we uh, well and i believe it was motown that wound up having to reissue their just about all of their initial cds because right they, they got such flack and the quality was so horrible so they did a second release which of course they made more money on because oh <laughs> right, yeah. here's better quality <laughs> 41 years ago today and the first cd player was released 41 mm-hmm. years ago today in this country in this country yeah that's so wild uh a listener uh, let me just quickly mention that gordon is tuned in from flowery branch georgia i just like imagining flowery branch georgia that's in my next romance novel that i write it's going to be set in flowery branch georgia um and by the way, if you want to get to us, you can uh, call or text 312-981-7200. Another listener tells us, and I did not know this because I took pictures as I do every week driving into work, and tonight there's some interesting lights on some of the buildings downtown. In fact, we noticed as we came into the downtown area, the uh, the spotlight wasn't from the Drake Hotel. There's, there's a spotlight yeah. coming from some other building Right. If you look at the pictures that Johnny posted, go to our Facebook page, facebook dot com slash Steve and Johnny Show, and you can see some of the pictures that Johnny put up. And we're not sure exactly what the building is, but it is to the west of the Drake Hotel that we're seeing that light come from. That beacon is lower than it typically is. But the listener tells me that some of these blue lights that we're seeing in downtown Chicago are in honor of Tom Skilling. How cool. I miss that somehow with the big celebration this past week, and there was so much mm-hmm. good stuff. Oh, what is the the building that I'm, I'm looking out one of the the windows on the north, just above the Marriott sign? Yeah. What is that? That I, that's I've never kind seen of a, it. It's kind of a grayish, purplish. Well, I put really interesting. The last picture from the Julian, studio. Julian, do you know what that is? Not off the top of my head. I can research. The last picture that I posted from the studio, I captured that because I've not seen that in our view. Maybe that's in honor of Skellington. I don't know that that building was there before. Oh, stop it. I think um, it looks a little bit like the the wedding cake building, the the, the white tower. Yeah, it has has that kind of a look to it. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. And... uh, 
yes, there's a pothole picture because that just happens when yeah. I'm holding the camera. It which wouldn't is, be a Saturday night yeah, without a pothole picture. Which is actually my phone that I'm holding and I'm snapping pictures as we're driving along at you know, 45. But at least you didn't bounce through the roof. So that's, <laughs> so that's At least, good. yes. <laughs> We've got a lot coming up. Uh, the musical medalist, Sidney Friedman, will join us. So stay with us at WGN Radio. King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. Yeah, we're going to be playing those mind games. So buckle up. <laughs> our buttony, our buttony. <laughs> it's like a butt cake. Our butt cake buddy. <laughs> our buddy, Sidney Friedman, the uh, musical mentalist, yes. has been nice enough he to join that. us. He did that. See, he's doing the, 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 yes. the Ouija, Ouija fingers. Yes. He did something to you. See? <laughs> he took away my tongue. Sydney is so amazing. We're tickled every time he joins us in the studio. He is the the musical mentalist. Uh, we've had the good fortune of actually having you demonstrate your musical prowess on yes. New Year's Eve. Yeah, that was some years ago. I brought yes. I'll have to do that again. We'll yes, that was so fun yes. because Sydney freaked us out when he said, All right, think of a song. And then you played the song that yeah. we were thinking of. And that's how Sydney that's, works. That's a feature of my show yes oh gosh by the way sydney does have a show coming up and that's going to be on april 3rd at carnival the alley at carnival at 702 west fulton street but he's here with us tonight but but uh the blatant plug light is still flashing so if people want to get tickets what do they do where do they go uh, you go to sydneysecrets.com s-i-d-n-e-y <laughs> Not S-Y-D, S-I-D-N-E-Y, secrets.com. Sydneysecrets.com, yes. Uh, Is your book still available? Somebody asked me that the other day. You're a best-selling author. Yeah, but it was a bestseller some years ago. Actually reached number one on Amazon for self-improvement books. Wow. Uh, And yes, it is. They can go on Amazon and find yeah. it there. Uh, it's actually out of print, but there are people reselling it. And so yeah. yeah, your mind knows more than you do. Your mind right? knows more than you do. Oh, right. I sometimes I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a speaker. I saw there's great pictures of you. You did something with a high school group the other day. Yeah, yeah. I do all kind of, I, everything from a high school group. Today, I was at a senior uh, really facility. There, beautiful well, people up in. At the Brookdale Senior Living Community. Which audience is the hardest? Corporate events and uh, everything. Which audience is the hardest to get to? The seniors or the high schoolers? Are the high schoolers a little jaded? Come on, show me what you got. The high schoolers are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That that was uh, uh, the high school was a basketball team. Highland Park Giants basketball team. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) They. And uh, the coach wanted to do something different for them. Instead of practice, he had them he had me there to motivate them. Really? Yeah. And they were fantastic. Huh. Absolutely. Well, that's no, good they, to they hear. They love this kind of thing. Because I had feeling they were sitting there rolling their eyes like, yeah, yeah well, they're right. they're skeptical to start with. Within a minute or two, they're like, oh, okay, something well, real's happening here. Yeah, because yeah. You, you, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You you prove it to them, and they're like, okay, yeah, this exactly. is different. It's, yeah. Well, it, okay, speak, let me stick with skeptics for a second. Is there, in your bag of tricks, is there a go-to that you use when you realize you've got a skeptical audience and you need to get them? Yeah, so 
I, actually, I could demonstrate it for you here if you want. I Uh-oh. may have done this one time before, but it was many years ago. Okay. Because there's a distinct difference between what a magician does and what a mentalist mm-hmm. or right. sort of a mind power person does. Uh, a magician, and I happen to have a deck of cards right here, but it's not a card trick. You'll see what I mean in a moment. Okay. okay. And for the people at home listening or in their cars listening. Just I'm put your hands on the radio. Cards. And Steve and Johnny can see they're all different. Right. But I'm going to let you handle them in a moment. Okay. Because a magician would be holding these the whole time. And he'd be able to control your card Mm -hmm. without you knowing it. And it's quite virtuosic and remarkable. Or he could force a card on you. All kinds of sleight of hand Mm -hmm. techniques. Okay. But I'm not going to touch these at all. Okay. I'll give these to Johnny. I'm going to hand them across the table to Johnny. Oh, they feel brand new, too. Yeah. New deck. Okay. And uh, so I will not touch the cards from here on, and people at home were about six feet apart, yeah. seven feet apart. I'm going to turn my back even so I can't see anything. Okay. And you're going to look through the cards, Johnny, and you're going to find one that you like. Okay. And then put the rest of the cards down. And the one card, wait till I turn my back, though. Wait, oh, wait okay, till okay, I turn my back. Okay. Because I don't want anybody to think I'm going to look. And the one card you chose, just put it between your hands. Make a sandwich with it. This okay. Way, there's no way I can see what it All is. All right. So I'm going to turn around here this All righty. And actually cover my eyes. I'm looking through the cards. He's got his back to me. Yes. And And he's covering his eyes so he can't see anything in the reflection. So no reflections, uh, right. Okay, um, Sydney, I have my card and I've sandwiched it between between my hands. Yes, sir. And actually what I'm going to do, if it's okay, I'm just going to come around to you there. Okay. And just hold your hands out far from you there. Okay. He's coming around to my side. And uh, hold your hands way out like this. Way out. I know we're kind of being COVID conscious. And uh, hopefully you can pick me up on your mic. I'll speak a little louder. Yeah. And just look in my eyes and think of the card. Think of the shape of it. Think of the color. Uh, think of everything about it. Okay, Sydney's going back to, uh, to his side of the council. Mm-hmm. Okay, now initially... Initially, you were looking at a red card, but you switched to a black one. So I'm thinking if you're now on a black card. Uh, recently, you've been doing two things. You've been looking ahead, planning something, but there's also something from the recent past that you were trying to f- figure out and put together. Black indicates past, red indicates future. Hmm. I believe it's a club, clover, because a lot of things have come together. There were some uh, minor health things that were going on in the past, but a lot of things coming. You've been feeling good of late, so very good fortune. So it's got to be a clover, and uh, it's going to be a high card. It's either going to be a jack, a queen, a king, or an ace. I'm going to say the king of clubs. Is it the king of clubs? Holy crap. Look at that. Yes. It's the king of clubs. Uh, And I had the king of hearts, and I went, no, I'm going to go club. And that's what I was picking oh up. Oh, my gosh. The goosebumps. There you go. And now, again, to people at home, I wasn't touching the cards. No. I had, still haven't touched the cards. No. It it, totally and the, we didn't I, talk about this ahead of time. No. You haven't written anything no. down ahead of time. Nothing like that. So. And, and, Sydney, I want to do a little behind-the-scenes thing. Uh, I believe everybody will be able to see this because you brought a uh, professional photographer in with a you. A videographer. Yes. Uh, yes. In fact, I'll even mention her. Mailing Jin. She's a very well-known actual uh, Videographer, and but she's doing a video she of this. A of, uh, she's a spokesmodel for, for products and so wow. forth in town too. So she's so, so this this video is going to wind up on on your page. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you clips. You can post it on okay. your Facebook. My heart. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cause any heart. No, problems. I was a little worried. I thought, oh, what if this doesn't work? We're live on the radio. Yes, that's the thing. And Some I of did this the heart. So that's good that you. Ah! 
and, and, this isn't 100%. And, I, I miss I, things. Too, I'm so. going to add that everything you said is correct. Oh, my God. The things that that we've been going past, uh, present, future, blah, blah, blah. Yes, blah, blah. that's yeah. true. You know, I was so concentrating on the card that I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to what you said. But, I, yes, yeah. what I gleaned from your your. Right. And that's because the cards relate to all of life, actually. Really? Think about, yeah. Think so about, there's red four is... seasons in a year. There's four suits in a deck. Okay. Right. D- there's 13 lunar cycles in a calendar year. There are 13 cards in each suit. Right. Oh my. Yeah. There are all kinds of relationships that go on between the. Now red is the past, and red is the red future. Is... Black is the past, and black. that's because the playing cards derive from tarot. That happened right. around the 18th century, where they right. simplify the cards. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm scared. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm Why do we agree to have him back? It scares me every time he's here. <laughs> I am thrilled. We're going to take a break. To be tortured, anyway. If you're just tuning in, we're talking and uh, being blown away by the one and only Sidney Friedman. We're so lucky we've got him here in Chicago. So stay with us. We've got more with Sidney right after this on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. You have to believe we are magic. Yes. Sidney Friedman, the musical medalist in the studio with us. And if what just happened doesn't make you a believer, <laughs> I don't know what will make it, you a believer. And again, we can only tell you, yes. we didn't know that this no. was not set up ahead of no. time. No, Sydney walked in here during the newscast at 11 o'clock. Well, now, did he walk in or did he, kind of <laughs> he floated in, in here? <laughs> Sydney Friedman is our guest, uh, the musical mentalist, uh, combining telepathy with a just innate ability. I mean, you were born this way, right, Sydney? Um, yeah, I was born crazy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's a song in that. Born weird. There is a song in that. Album. Born weird. Yes. Um, anyway, but, but you've yeah. you've actually been um, demonstrating your abilities since you were quite young. Yeah. There's a story about you and a woman that that realized that you could communicate telepathically. And well, yeah, and I have to say, some people some people call it telepathy. Some people call it. ESP, extrasensory mm-hmm. perception. Some people call it an intuition. Right. Some people do not believe in this at all. And if you don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. That's as long right. as you have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. This is for entertainment purposes, and I use it yeah. just for inspiration purposes. But there's no doubt that we can uh, – there's times when you think about someone you hadn't thought of in a while, and just then they communicate with you. They send you a text. Yeah. You all the an time. email or a phone call. Or uh, parents with little kids in the house. The kids can be in another part of the house. You can't hear them or see them, but you just know when trouble's up. You just mm-hmm. have that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. To this day, my mom knows when something's bothering me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or you two have this beautiful relationship between you. You feel each other, what's going yeah. on. You, you pick, Absolutely. Pick up. That's true. Or you'll start talking, yeah. you'll say yeah. the same thing at the same time. Yes. <laughs> so we all know these things. Or in business, a uh, little red flag goes up when someone's, when you're doing mm-hmm. a negotiation, yeah. you just know someone's not quite on the level. So 
these are uh, you know these are intuitions, and I have a little higher degree of it. And you brought up early on, my mom had lost her wedding ring when I was mm-hmm. I don't know four and a half, five years old, and I just had a picture in my mind where it was. She found it there. And uh, and she didn't poo-poo this. She she no, said, "Oh, yeah, yeah. good, Sydney. Uh, well, thank you." Yeah, but, <laughs> found my and, wedding and, ring. And, uh, my teacher in school misplaced some papers. I remember in the in the first grade, she and I told her where they were, and then I got in trouble because she thought I put them there. <laughs> oh! <laughs> but the the girl I dated through college was super good at this, amazing, and we would practice uh-huh. for those years over and over and so over. So kind of helped you hone. And your... I had some mentors along the way, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever asked you this before because you're an incredibly upbeat person. You're you're very healthy. Uh, you've got a picture in your attic because you never age. We've known you for years and you uh, don't age. Right. Uh, do it's you have Do you have days when uh, because there's so much intuition that you're working with where that your body's just not cooperating? This is a great question. Uh, it's similar to an athlete where you know uh, a pitcher in baseball every four or five days he has to go out and uh, and some days he's going to have his fastball or his breaking pitch and some days it's mm-hmm. not going to be quite right but there's a whole ritual and a, and a process of leading up to that game any athlete or a basketball player right. before the game and so I what you see here is what I'm demonstrating to you, but there were a couple hours beforehand where I'm getting my mind set and getting it into mm-hmm. So if you're not feeling well, you right. just realize, you I know? have to do extra hard to feel, to get into that zone. So really? It's, well, it's the, a zone. The, I just can't walk down the street and do this usually. It's, it's, mm-hmm. So isn't that kind of like that? I will never forget. Uh, I don't know if you know Tommy Emmanuel. He's, he's an extraordinary guitar player. Uh, oh, yes, and yes. we've had Tommy yeah. on the show many yeah, times. I've heard him on your show. Yeah. One of the first times that we were doing a show with Tommy, and uh, we're dear friends. We were hanging out with him. He was staying at our house. And when we got to the venue, basically, he, in so many words, he said, I need a little time to myself. I just need to get myself in this place for this performance. So you kind of have to do that same the thing. same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And jazz musicians, there's, it's a, there's a whole psychic thing going on yeah. between them and picking up on the, yeah. uh, on the changes and the little twists and turns of the well i'll say partly personal doing a radio show i have to get in the zone i can't just walk in off the street and sit down i have to get my mind in 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 this place and sometimes it doesn't cooperate so you do that on that drive down lake shore exactly posting that drive down lake shore oddly enough that's exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) that has become a part of our of our pre-show prep yeah yeah the closer we get here place yeah Absolutely. Okay, we have to break for news in a few minutes. Sure. Anything you want to squeeze in before the news, um, or should we wait? Yeah, um, we can. How, how many? How much you got, time? Uh, four, four, four or five minutes. Four minutes. Oh, perfect, yeah. perfect. Uh, oh, I'm scared. Yeah, I, I know. Because he's got let's, stuff let's in front of him. This. In front of me, I've got uh, six envelopes. Oh here. my gosh! Yeah, with little uh, bows on there. They're gifts here. Okay. Um, okay. One of them has something really special in it. The others are really special too, but one has super super special. Really? And you see, there's numbers in front of them: one, two, three, four, five, six. Right. And I've also got a a, a die here because a die happens to a dice happens to have six sides. Mm-hmm. And I'll just roll it here. That it came up at two. Is that correct? Yep. Steve, and I'll came roll up it two. again. Just whoop, whoop. just so you can see, it's not loaded. What's that? A four. Four. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just one. And up oh, there's a one, so it's not loaded. I'm going to give this actually to. Uh, Okay, he's leaning over okay. the Okay, I've got it. Giving it to um, uh, okay. Steve. And what you're going to do is actually do it right in f- front of you like this here and just put your 
hand, just so it doesn't go flying on the floor. Do like okay. this. Put your hands over, cover it, and then open up your hands slightly and look at what number you have. But don't tell me All what right. the number is, okay? Let me just just roll it on. Throw it down there. Then open and then look the at hands. The Got it. Okay, and just focus on the number. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to rearrange these envelopes because I want one to end up in a certain position here. Here, and we'll put this one there. Okay, good. All right. So, I don't think I... Hmm. Is it... I'm getting a six. Did you get number six? Yes. You did. There we go. No. <laughs> May Ling, I haven't moved my hand. If you wanted to wander over, and uh, I will move my <laughs> wow. hand. There you go. Wow! But let's see what's at no- envelope number six. Let's look at the other five here. There's. We'll go to number one first here. Maybe Mei Ling, you want to get this over here? Here you go. Okay. Uh, under in envelope number one, these are actually all uh, hosts of t- of shows here on WGN. John Landeck. Oh, right? okay. That evening show, correct? Oh no, this is gonna freak me and out. Number two, which you didn't roll, as Bob Surratt. He's got the morning yes. show. Right. Uh, all good people. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, here's Lisa Dent. She's got a afternoon show as well. And under number four, which you didn't roll, is uh, Lou Manfredini. Uh, he's got that home show, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Saturdays. The weekends. And the f- number five is uh, John Williams. He's got that midday, yes. midday show and financial show. And then no. number six. No. I think yeah, you know it's, it's Steve and John, no. the most important show. No. And, okay, no. Let, let, let me, for anybody who's wondering... The dice are not weighted. He threw the dice. We saw different numbers came up. I Sydney, hold, a, hold that card up for me one more time. That's because I'm, just... Holy moly. Okay, I'm going to post that because you'll see everything but Steve rolling the dice. And he's across the table from Sydney. He couldn't see it. You're batting a thousand tonight. So I love it when you're blown away when you go. Yes, <laughs> no, I'm yes. excited when these things work. I got the six. It's right. <laughs> wow, that's freaky. Real quick, uh, blatant plug. People can see you where and when and get uh, tickets. At home. Carnival, a great place, seven hundred two West Fulton, the West Loop. Uh, I do a special show there every couple months. It's called mm-hmm. Secrets, my show, and the uh, t- it's on April third at seven thirty p.m. Wednesday, April third. It's a phenomenal place. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, food gorgeous, there and drink. And uh, I'm uh, the tickets are available at sydneysecrets.com. S i d n e y secrets.com. More with Sydney, the amazing Sydney Friedman here on WGN. King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. It's magic. Sydney Friedman, the musical mentalist in the studio with us. There are a lot of good magic songs. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you agree, Sydney? I mean, you, yeah, you're you a walking encyclopedia of music. Black Magic Woman? That yes. That. What was the name of the group? Uh, uh, the, uh, Black Magic... Uh, San, not Santana. Santana, maybe. Santana. Yeah, it was Santana. Santana. Yeah, Black okay. Magic yeah. Woman. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Well. A lot of magic songs. <laughs> 
Sidney Friedman is our guest. You can see him at Carnival at the Alley at Carnival, 702 West Fulton Street. And that is going to be on Wednesday night, April 3rd. But follow Sidney at sydneysecrets.com and he'll keep you up to date. And a listener wanted to know, uh, do you do private events like you yes. mentioned you were at, yeah, at an event this afternoon of, uh, little today I, I i also did a i had two sh- events today one was at a senior center the other was at a private party at somebody's home mm-hmm. here in, uh, in river north can they contact you through sydney secrets uh, yeah or sydneyfriedman.com okay s-i-d-n-e-y-f-r-i-e-d-m-a-n.com and we have the link on our facebook right. page yeah. so they can find yeah. you that way or too or they can send me a private facebook message that too. another listener wanted to know did you ever do vegas i have um uh, mostly just private events there mm-hmm. i haven't had my own show in vegas um just front between you. It's not my favorite city. I don't know. Just, Thank <laughs> you. Just, I like more nature and natural. Yeah, so. Yes. But uh, there's certainly great shows there and great fun. And I've, I've done a, been at a lot of the hotels for mostly corporate events over there. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, other, but other I, than I go to a lot of different theaters, everything from the Traverse City Opera House to there's mm-hmm. a thing called the True Blood Theater up in uh, – I'm going to be there this July up in um, near Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, – carnival here in chicago and he's a busy guy (laughs) other than chicago what's your favorite city to work oh my gosh you know i've been in 45 of the 50 states doing this okay i've been in the caribbean Mm -hmm. performing in every major city in canada europe um so it's every place i go there's something fascinating and even the smallest town from El Paso, Texas, to Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm. to the big cities like you know New York and Chicago and L.A. and wow. Atlanta. And so it's hard to say what's my favorite. Chicago, Chicago is always my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I live here. Now, when you go to New York, you do the Today Show. Cause yeah, you, I've been on the Today Show a bunch of times. Yeah. And, uh, the View and uh, shows like You that. know, I could just... <laughs> The view in particular, I could just hear the squealing and the yeah. <laughs> well, the first that was the first national show I was ever on. Is that right? I, I, you brought up my book earlier. Yeah, I, came, I got on the view. Uh huh. And um, at that time, I mean, today I think the audiences are really parsed out, and but at that time, the early two thousands, people were watching. They had six to eight million viewers in the morning, which is a lot. For yeah. A mm-hmm. show. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, but I remember they put me up at the uh, Plaza Hotel, and the sheets have like a 50,000 thread count, mm-hmm. so they're satiny. Yet I yeah. was tossing and turning all night because I, <laughs> these ladies were going to you know, destroy me the next day. Oh, my god! But gosh. I woke up, and I felt, I'm going to do this. I'm perfectly fine. No, that was Whoopi was there then. Yeah. Uh, no, it was It was Star Jones at that time. Really? Really? Yeah, oh. Meredith Fiera. <laughs> right? Oh, Meredith Fiera. Wow. Yeah. Um, and Barbara Walters, of course. Yeah. But anyway, they, they send you a, a car to pick you up, and I'm, and I don't know if it's still uh, well, it, it isn't now because all my children is off the air. But at that time, they shared a building where half of it was all my children, mm-hmm. and the other half was the view. And getting out of her car at the same time was Susan Lucci. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> and she says, "Oh, are you on?" Are, she thought I was maybe an actor. On I said, "No, no, I'm going on the view." Oh. And uh, but I got to. Talk to the famous Susan Lucci, the daytime wow, actress. well, the famous Barbara Walters, and the Barbara well, Walters, yeah, that's awesome. Walters and all that stuff. But I got was on there, and they uh, they said you'd have just three minutes. Well, they extended it to eight minutes, mm-hmm. and on TV, eight minutes is a lot. That's you know, huge. Yeah. A lot of these segments go yeah. 
yeah. then they talked about it for the next segment afterward, <laughs> and so that I knew I know. And that's how the book then and went. And they kept holding up the book, and then it helped. Yeah, me. and then it was number one overnight. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Hurt. No, yeah, it doesn't hurt at yeah. all. What haven't you done that you want to do? I'm. I really would like to do one of the nighttime, late night shows, and we're getting close. So if that happens, really, uh, we'll, I'll report. We on know it, so. people. So. We need to put a bug in the ear yeah. of people. So, yeah. All right. We'll talk. All right. But that I would love to do one of those. Sure. I could see. Talk see who would you be a good fit for? Yeah. I think you'd be. Uh, you'd have fascinating conversations with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. I could just see uh, Fallon rolling in the floor, yeah. just oh, oh, freaking me out, right. man. Yeah. And Fallon has a real uh, affinity to music and the. The music mind reading would just be perfect. It would be me. huge. Yeah. Oh, in games because you would exactly. approach it like a game yeah, and then just freak him out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? Well, let me stay with music for a second. We talked about uh, show prep and getting yourself in the right. What music do you have to listen to to get yourself in the right frame of mind? Oh well, my favorite music. I always go back to the classical music and that's how i was trained i was trained as a classical musician and right now i'm on a chopin kick okay <laughs> frederick chopin and uh but at other times it's something as highfalutin as Mahler and beethoven and so forth and you put some fabulous video up of you playing piano in your home with your camera shooting overhead yeah. so it's seeing your hands as you're playing yeah, I do that gorgeous yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's that's kind of i that, yeah. Puts me in the right frame of mind. Yeah, you are. You have to be like a, a an encyclopedia of music, or else you couldn't do the the musical mentalist. Well, it's but I've had people think of like folk tunes that were uh, a Japanese folk tunes. Just to I try to know. stump but you. But I, I would get the I would kind of get the shape of it and get close. Wow. Even though I don't know what it is. Or yeah. Like so, um, but generally it helps if it is a popular song from mm-hmm. any of the eras from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I tell people they can think of a song from the 30s and 40s like Duke Ellington or Glenn Miller or the 50s and, like Elvis Presley or the 60s you got like the Rolling Stones or the Beatles or everything up and, to and for people current, who don't, like Usher and Taylor Swift. So. If they don't understand what we're talking about, because we've seen yeah. him do this before, you write down the song and you just think about it. And It was a New Year's Eve show yeah. and Sidney was in the studio with us in the showcase studio at the Tribune Tower and he'd be sitting on one side of the console and people on the other side of the council would think of a song and write it down, and he would start playing the song. <laughs> I remember the one and only Ronnie Rice said, man, I don't think I want you sitting next to me because yeah. you're a little scary. <laughs> he was scared. Yeah, like, that was the time we were on with uh, Ronnie Rice. At Corky Siegel. Corky Siegel. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in this yeah. studio, yeah, right. Because times. over at the Tribune Tower, it was Lisa McClowry and Empty that's Pockets. Right. And, and yeah. Lisa's the one who introduced me to you. That's right. Yes. Yes. Wow. She's uh, Lisa McClowry, you guys. If she comes to your neighborhood and she's performing as Cher, see that she, show. Unbelievable. I don't oh. know if we said that, that she got the award for the. Uh, the oh, the best tribute the artist. The best tribute artist. And there the are year. a lot of tribute artists yeah. in this country. And this is all over the country. And yeah. she, hands down, she people won. doing Elvis yeah. and Michael Jackson and all yeah. these people and Willie Nelson tribute. And, but she is. You, you swear it was Cher. Uh, unbelievable. And, but she has that vocal instrument that's... Yeah. The, 
And the costumes. And the costumes. And the oh, and the makeup. Unbelievable. And the, and she mastered the mannerisms and the whole Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I got to thank Lisa sometime for introducing us yes. because I remember that text. She said, if I come to the show, could I bring a friend with me? And you walked in and we went, hmm, okay. Yeah. And the rest is <laughs> And that history. was how many years ago? Oh, that was oh probably ten? Late 90s, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at least. Like You're that. absolutely right. She was still playing the redhead piano bar. Yes. That's right. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to ask you, can we do one more, we'll do one more. fabulous feat before you get out of here tonight? Sydney Friedman is our guest. Go to sydneysecrets.com or check out Sydney, S-I-D-N-E-Y, Friedman, F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N. And uh, to answer the question, can you hire him? Yeah, reach out to him. Find out what uh, what's available. He's a busy guy, and you might get lucky. Or go see him on Wednesday, April 3rd, at Carnival, the Alley at Carnival, 702 West Fulton Street here in Chicago. Back with Sydney after this on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. That, believe it or not, is Dolly Parton. Yep. That's the rock star Dolly Parton from her hit album, Rockstar, and she's with... She's with Ann Wilson of Heart. Of Heart, Doing yes. Magic Man. And she said she had to do that song. She said this is Carl's version. Her husband, Carl Dean's favorite song. That's her 49th solo album. Mm. Unbelievable. Magic Man. We got a Magic Man in studio with us tonight. And again, the, uh, for anybody just joining us, the blatant plug light is on. Uh, Sidney Friedman is in the studio with yep. us. You can see him at Carnival. And uh, the date and the tickets and everything? Yep. Uh, April 3rd. April 3rd. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing you knew it or I wouldn't have been there. (laughs) Uh, April 3rd, Wednesday at Carnival. And it's it's like a speakeasy type room. They take you around to the back alley. You're accompanied, so don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. They take you back there. And you go in a secret door and up a freight elevator, then down a secret hallway, and it opens up into this speakeasy room. A couple hundred people can sit in there. And it's theater in the round. Oh. So I'm in the center. This way that you know there's no mirrors or trap doors or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And and I play to the whole audience, so you're not looking at my butt too long. And and we get a lot of local celebs showing up to this, too. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's it's a fun time. Go to sydneysecrets.com, and it's Sydney with an I, secrets.com, to get more details. Yeah. Okay, before we run out of time, you said you'd do one more fabulous sure. feat well, for as us. As you know, life is a puzzle. Yes. Right? Uh, everybody listening, everybody out there, you, I, we're all trying, throughout our lives, we're figuring out the puzzle of relationships, trying to make a perfect fit with the, each of our puzzle pieces with someone mm-hmm. else, uh, the puzzle of finances and then career and our health trying to get that right and so forth so i have here a bunch of puzzle pieces and I'll just shake them here they're in a little clear plastic box yeah and uh i'm just going to show them here to johnny oh, here my just goodness. so you can verify these are all different different yeah. shapes and yeah. colors mm-hmm. and so forth right and what i'm going to do is i'm going to shake them up in fact i'm going to hand them to you johnny okay. and just keep it shut okay and just shake them up a little bit Totally shaked up. And while you're doing that, I'm also going to show, I have a green envelope with a seal on it here, which it's a large envelope, and I'm going to, it's about eight and a half by 11, and I'm just going to place it on the table right in the middle of okay. this, right over there. A lime and green envelope. you shake in those, and I'm just going to drop them all on the table. I'm going to open up the box here, and we're going to drop them out here just like that. Okay. Thing. 
Drop and then we'll just focus on the face down ones because I don't want to see which one you've chosen. I'm going to spread them out here. And you can see there's a bunch of them that turned up face down. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, I'm going to put my finger over some of the face down ones. You tell me which one you want as I go. Just tell me stop. Stop. This one here? Yep. You're sure? You didn't want that? You want this one? Yep. I'm going to push that over here right next to the envelope. The others we won't use. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. I'm now going to open the envelope. Huh? You've got a big lime green envelope with a seal. There we are. Okay. And inside is a puzzle <gasps> of the Mona Lisa. I have to return it to the Louvre by daybreak. <laughs> so okay. anyway, you have but it's, she's missing a piece. Can you see no, that? No, you're not going to. No. And now no, Steve shows one of these pieces. Yeah. From a whole different bunch of pieces here. Yeah. Uh, may not. Let's see. Uh, I actually it will. <gasps> I'm going to put it in, and it actually is a perfect. It's the one piece that was missing. <sighs> oh, okay. Gosh. We have solved the puzzle of life. Were there like 50 pieces in that box? There are, uh, I think, yeah, about 45, 50 pieces. And they're in all book. different? They're all different ones, yes. I mean, I held it. I looked at and it. You can see them here. I still have them out. Oh, my gosh. And one piece was missing. And, Steve, you picked that one piece. Okay, I'm scared. <laughs> that's, that's just... Do you ever get tired of people saying, that's just amazing, Sydney? That's so amazing. <laughs> no, I guess you don't get tired of that. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's something new. You've never done that here before. No, and it's not easy to do because it's a it's a and it's an influence thing. I'm actually as I'm putting my finger over these, I'm, I can see which one it's going to be, and I'm trying to get Steve to stop. And yet, you thing. asked him if he was sure he wanted that one, yeah. and he said yes, yep. he wanted that one. Yep. And I knew he would because he's once he makes up his mind, he's set on it. I know. <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> right. Wow! I just. I, I'm trying to imagine what it's like in your head when you say, oh, I'll take a jigsaw puzzle, and I'll take the pieces, and I'll make one piece fit. I just, that in itself, just coming up with the various things that you do. continually creating these little scenarios and so forth. Okay, speaking of that, don't tell us how it's done, but what was the hardest trick you ever figured out? Um... That 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 he does that you do yeah and it's it's not so much figuring out it's about doing it enough and I have a cadre I'll use that word of, of friends of it that I practice these things with mm-hmm. till I get enough of a success ratio and I can figure out the pitfalls and so forth because it's not like a trick where there's like a, a little sleight of hand thing something you up your or, sleeve mm-hmm, right and then if you practice yeah. it enough you can do it right mm-hmm. um, this is more of a how you can understand the psychology of others and and do a little bit of influence and understand yeah. the probability and so forth. So, so you keep practicing. Yeah. So, so the, the hardest... Hard, the, the music mind reading is the hardest. That took... It was some 20 years of doing before I had the confidence to do it in front of others. So the next time I'm here, we'll do that again. Okay. 20 years? Yeah, some 20 years. <laughs> because you... Uh, in fact, when we said you're going to be on the show, first thing people remembered was the night when our... Uh, our engineer, Bob, came in here, yeah. and you had him draw 
a basic picture and your back was to him and you drew a picture and you drew the same picture yeah. that he drew. Oh, yes, yes. And we'll never forget that because... Yeah. And there are thousands upon thousands of things people can draw. Yes. Of all the different... And some people have more skill than others right. and yet yeah. you did yours as crudely as he yeah. did his picture. <laughs> which is but that's also incredible. It's always interesting when people come up. You do get a lot of, I do get a lot of houses and trees. Yes. Oh, in fact, but, you said don't do a house and yeah, don't I, do I, trees. I, I, I yeah. don't do it, but some of the other day had a, a snake, which I thought was, no one does a snake before. And then, um, so it's always interesting to see different, yeah. different things. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Time always goes by so fast when you're in here with <laughs> us. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Do, do you wake up and say, oh, like out of a, you've dreamt a a possible concept for something that you could add to the act. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I, in, I probably have some seven or eight hours of performance material, so to speak. Really, the show is an hour and a half. Maybe. So if somebody has seen you the last time you were at Carnival, come back. Because It'll be completely be, different. Yeah, yeah. Some things I keep as things as their favorite. It's just like musicians; they got to do their hits. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Wait, he didn't do his hit." You know, yeah. you know how that is. Yeah, but um, but so there's certain things that stay the same, but others are always evolving and changing. But did, did you, to Johnny's point, did you ever wake up? from a dream and you've got something for your act fully formed no no it's never fully because there's a lot it's i always tell people like song i never no songwriter has ever won a grammy only song rewriters <laughs> yeah and it's the same with everything yeah. else it's the it's in the rewrite yeah. it's in the revision so you wake up with the authors, germ i come up with the germ of yeah. it or sometimes mm-hmm. the whole scenario but then there has to be a lot worked out and so forth oh my god and this is you know, there's a lot of talk about artificial intelligence in the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. This is, I, instead of AI, this is II, intuitional intelligence. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I like so that. I love it. Figure yeah. out these things that I can use. Oh, I'm going to use that II. Yep. <laughs> and after you've seen Sydney perform, you're like, II, Captain, whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board with you, right? right? And he is the captain of his own boat, too, on top of this, right? Oh, Sydney, thank you so much for your time. Oh, no, my gosh. Steve and Johnny, it's amazing to be here always. Love you guys. What a love, pleasure. Love, love, love. And, and before you get out of here, the blatant plug light is flashing again oh, so yes. people can see you again where and when and, and how do they get Carnival tickets. Carnival on the 3rd of April, Wednesday night. Uh, this will be Secrets 7. It's the seventh time I'm there. I'm there every few months, but uh, this is going to be a special on this one. And, yeah. uh, it's uh, Tickets are available at sydneysecrets.com, sydneysecrets.com. And that's only a month from now, believe yeah. it or not. We've and slipped we've already, in. We're already about 60, 60% sold. So oh, my gosh. Probably even within the next week, yeah. sold out. So. Well, good for you. Wow. Thank you so much, Sydney. Please, please come back soon. Next time, you got to bring your piano back. We will do. <laughs> yes. Okay. I predict oh, and if people want to get to you on Facebook... Oh, yeah, just Sydney Friedman. Instagram is The Musical Mentalist. The Musical oh, Mentalist I'm not Instagram. following you. I will yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, I got a big following. And um, Any other social media sites? And uh, just He's everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> LinkedIn, whatever. Yes. But those okay. are yeah. Thank you, Sydney. <laughs> you got Thank you, Have Sydney. a great week. This Appreciate it. Thank you so much. More coming up. Stay with us at WGN. Steve King and Shotty Putnam at WGN Radio. <coughs> See, I'm all shook up from 
Sydney Friedman. When Sydney does those those magic hands, yeah. you know, not to be confused with jazz hands, but when he does that Ouija Ouija thing, I'm like, I'm feeling something. When he points them at me, he's like, Oh, that's it's powerful. It, and again, nothing was rehearsed. No, you, you'll we'll wind up sharing some video and stuff, and it's just Phew. he's incredible. And, and you know what? He's just kind of mellow. Yeah, and humble. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I got lucky. No, you're just good. Yeah, really, really good. <laughs> wow. We're going to segue now uh, to Car Talk. Yeah. And the man who is the uh, publisher of Consumer Guide, that will be Tom Appel. And the song we heard tonight, Tom, uh, because we're playing Tom's Tunes, everybody. And uh, the first song we heard was what, Tom? That was Pipeline, and that was live by the California Guitar Trio. I like them a lot. I like yeah, that song. Seriously talented dudes. Yeah. And that's off a live album that they, uh, they've been recently recirculating. Ooh. And by the way, the, the uh, Tom says tonight's theme, because there is a theme for every edition mm-hmm. of Tom's tunes. And the theme for tonight's uh, edition is, hold my beer and listen to this. <laughs> Tom doesn't even drink, but he gets it. (laughs) Wow. Well, Tom was in studio with us the the last time we did our car segment with him, which was fun. And thank you for being in the studio with us. Well, actually, I should say thank your wife for driving you down here in the Mini Cooper that night, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yes. And then my knee is bummed, so it's handy to have my wife drive me down there. But it is it is magical to be back in the studio. The view yeah. is great. The studio is awesome. It's just a great place to be sometimes. Well, you guys have to come back down. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you driving now? I am driving, I'm glad you asked, the Dodge Hornet. Ooh. I think a lot of people may not know what this is, but this is a new compact crossover. It was new last year that Dodge has moved into its portfolio. And Dodge hasn't had a compact crossover in years and years since the journey went away. And they've needed one badly. And this one is true to the Dodge form and that's a little bit caffeinated. Uh, it's either a 2-liter turbo or a plug-in hybrid 2-liter turbo. Both are a little bit over the top. I'm driving the plug-in hybrid. It is quick. It's fun to drive. Uh, it's not as refined as it probably could be. The, uh, the, the drivetrain does a lot of business with itself, and the, the plug-in hybrid system is just a little bit clunky, uh, but boy, it's fast. So, so it's sort of hunting to find the right gear? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's happening, Steve. It's it's either not in the right gear or the handoff between the hybrid system and the gas engine isn't as clearly uh, communicated between the two systems as it could be. That surprises me because yeah. most of those symptoms are pretty, uh, or systems rather, are pretty seamless. I mean, the one that we've uh, that we've all tested in the uh, uh, the Chrysler Pacifica hybrid mm-hmm. is just about as smooth as I've ever seen any yeah. place. So I'm surprised they couldn't transfer the technology. What can you tell us about that? Well, it's a different thing too. The the, the, the Pacifica would have been developed here in North America under under uh, um, the old uh, Fiat Chrysler organization. The Hornet is more of a Stellantis project and used by a lot of different organizations for different brands or with different models. So it's possible that in hitting different benchmarks for different EPA ratings or different emission systems in other nations, maybe it, not everything got done exactly as smoothly as it could have been. Hmm. Well, speaking of um, brand names, uh, brand names and uh, combinations, what's the deal with the uh, Nissan and Fisker? 
great question. Fisker is a company that I think a lot of people were rooting for. Henrik Fisker was a designer that's been doing stuff since the 80s, at least in the early 90s. Uh, he worked for Ford and for Aston Martin and a lot of companies. He's a brilliant designer. And he's tried a couple times to start his own car company. And one of them was called Fisker, and they sold a beautiful car called the Fisker Karma that came out right around the time the Chevrolet Volted, and it was also uh, a plug-in hybrid vehicle, and that failed, unfortunately. He's working on a new company now called Fisker. Their first product is out. It's the Fisker Ocean, which is a very attractive compact crossover. And they have sold a large number of them. They sold about 25,000 of them. But the demand isn't exactly where they needed to be to make um, to make the numbers work, and they, they need more capital. Um, and it's looking like Nissan might be interested in a vehicle that they're developing, which is a small pickup truck called the Alaska. Oh. So Nissan might be prepared to invest as much as $500 million in Fisker, uh, which would get Nissan a pickup truck and would give Fisker much-needed cash. And would Nissan then be able to use this with its Infiniti brand also? Uh, I don't know if they would use that architecture for that or not. That's a very good question. I don't know the answer. Right now, it's what they're reporting is that they're only interested in that as a pickup truck. But that it's sort of a modular architecture, so it could be used for other things. Isn't that a lot of money, though, just to get a pickup truck? Um, it seems like a lot of money for something off the shelf, but if they had to develop an electric pickup themselves, it would cost more than that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I like the name Alaska. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd love to know the story behind that. Out of all the, the states, they choose Alaska. We've got a little story about the Fisker Alaska, so I will post that on Twitter uh, later on. Didn't you do uh, unusual car names on your podcast, uh, was it last week? We did listener favorite car names. Oh, okay. Yeah. What were some of those that that come to mind? You know, a lot of things with bird in it. So Thunderbird was a big one, mm-hmm. um, and, and then Skyhawk came up, and then a lot of uh, a lot of Mopar muscle names came up, so yeah. Barracuda and, and things like that. So it was a fun list. Well, I saw, uh, I think it was a, your newsletter where you mentioned that that was a topic, and that sent me off to Google, unusual car names. Do you believe that there was a car called the Naked the N-A-K-E-D, the Daihatsu, naked? It's like, really? what were you thinking? Daihatsu? Yes. How was, how was it I haven't heard of that? And, and, and I'm familiar with Daihatsu. That's funny. What about the marshmallow? It's like, really? Have you run out of everything? Wait, <laughs> no. Was that also? And why would marshmallow be a good car name? I'm not sure I get that. I don't know. Um, now, you're talking about the Alaska pickup truck. What about the polar bear? <laughs> You've got to have the okay. polar bear in your fleet if you're going to go Alaska, right? Uh, one, of, one of my favorites, and I'm surprised nobody has uh, pulled it out to uh, t- to use for a sport. You, I, I was like the Dodge, ad- or the uh, it was the DeSoto Adventurer. Yeah, that's a great name. And you think that Chrysler or now Stellantis would have access to that name, uh, so they could use that. Well, one of the recent names that I love, and I say this every time Tom mentions the Lucid, I think that's yeah. a beautiful name for a car. I just conjures. It just says to me luxury and expensive. It's the lucid. It's followed by air, right? Their their only model right now is the lucid air. Yeah, that's a good name. That is. It's so much better than the naked. (laughs) I just.
<laughs> oh, that's too good. Uh, Tom Appel is with us. Tom, how can people get to you? Oh, uh, car stuff at consumerguide.com. If you want to reach out to me directly, that's a good email address. Otherwise, just check us out at consumerguide.com. And the award-winning podcast we mentioned is done weekly, and it drops when? It, it airs live, and then it drops on Tuesdays? Very In the wee hours on Tuesday, it usually goes live. Awesome. So Tuesday morning, you can download it. We've got a lot to talk about with Tom, including a little recall news. And yeah. uh, if you've got questions you want to sneak in, you can do that at 312-981-7200. A lot of ground to cover, talking cars with Tom Appel here on WGN. and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. We're talking cars with the publisher of Consumer Guide, Tom Appel, and uh, we're playing Tom's Tunes, and uh, that is what, Tom? That is Big Noise from Winnetka by Bob Crosby's Bobcats, a little <laughs> spin-off brand of the, of the uh, Bob Crosby Orchestra. And it's really just two guys, the bass player and the drum player, going totally bonkers. That goes way back to 1938, and there is excellent video of this on YouTube, so people might want to check it out. It is just the drummer, just the bass player, and they're being crazy, and it's fantastic. And I'm... I've heard a couple rumors about this, and I'm not sure if that was the first version or if the first version involved Gene Krupa. But I think it originally, oh. I, I think it originally did start at a gig in Winnetka, and oh. and weren't they on kind of a break? And the two of them just started jamming around, and that's what they came up with. That's certainly what it looks like in the video. They, they had just written something funny on a chalkboard behind them, and it's just the two of them goofing off, and there's a bunch of chairs that no one's sitting in. So it feels like exactly what you said. Hmm. It also sounds like there's like a child's whistle that's in there. So. Oh, that, that was, I believe, either the, uh, I think it was the bass player that was yep. whistling. Yep. Along oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, a guy named Bobby Hogart on bass. That's very cool. Wow. Well, for people that uh, wonder uh, why Tom's Tunes, these are some of the things that you use to test the sound systems of some of the cars that you're, you've been driving. And uh, what's your favorite sound system lately? Oh, wow. Um, the, the best one I've heard in a long time uh, is, is the Cadillac system right now. That's the AKS system. And mm-hmm. I don't know if the branding means anything, but uh, it is, a I think, a 31-speaker system. And it oh. is absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, there's a new system coming from Jeep, too. Jeep's been using Macintosh systems, and they've been fantastic. But there's a new higher-end uh, version of that coming for Jeep products and for Ram products. Uh, so that's exciting, too. But those are great systems. And it's amazing the amount of time and money that all of the manufacturers spend on coming up with good sound systems. It is. And, and it's, you think it would be easy, right? You slap in some speakers, and that's certainly certainly what happened in the 80s. And then they would just put in better speakers and high-end systems, but now they're tuned specifically for the location of the speaker. And if you get in a new car, too, you'll find speaker ports in places where you wouldn't expect them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no longer just the convenient places, like the lower panel on the door or right on the A-pillar. They're, they're in places you wouldn't expect them because they work better, and it's, it's, it's exciting to know that engineers are working on this. Well, you mentioned Jeep. And we said that we were going to integrate more recall news yeah. in the show when you join us. 
big news this past week that Chrysler is recalling more than 300,000 Jeep Grand Cherokees, a, yeah, a steering wheel defect. Yeah, what years are those? I just wrote this down. 2021 through 2023 for the Jeep Grand Cherokee and the long wheelbase Grand Cherokee L. So they're both involved in this. Notices, as we always talk about, will be going out in like a couple of weeks, or like eight weeks. It always takes forever for the notices to go out. Wait a minute. You could lose control of your vehicle. The good news, yes, you can. That's the bad news. The good news is apparently it lets itself known before it just fails. So if you're driving your car and you feel any vibration, park it. Wow. Mm. So I, I, I just By the found... Way, I, I, I'm, I'm pausing you for, for a quick second. Speaking of it makes itself known, one of my problems with the, the technology in a lot of new cars, you'd be driving along, you'll hear a beep, you get a message, and by the time you take your eyes off the road to look down and see what the message is, the message is gone. Gone. They need to do some fix on this so you can see, oh, if this just said, you know, you might want to pull over because your steering's about to fail. You'd <laughs> want to have that message stick around long enough for you to actually read it. That That is an interesting thing, and it's not just in, in terms of failure, but some of the, the driver assistance programs, especially things like, like Blind Spot Alert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you're, just, if you're fixing it on the road ahead, and that, that often indicates with noise and often lights on your outside mirror. Mm-hmm. If you're not paying attention, you may not immediately be aware of where that was. You heard it. Mm-hmm. So you know it's something up. But, but if you're driving at night, you may not see into your drive spot, into your, into your blind spot. So, yeah, it would be super handy if, that, if that's something about that uh, persisted longer than just the short burst. So back to the the Jeep recall, 330,000 Jeeps recalled. What you experience, what you might experience is the steering knuckle separates from the upper control arm ball joint. No. This this just sounds so serious. It causes the wheel to fall outward, which may cause you to lose control on the road. Oh, by yeah, the way, I would think if the if the steering wheel is falling outward, outward yeah, yes. that might cause me to lose control. And anytime you talk about a ball joint and a knuckle and things separating, it's just freaking me out. Um, this is March third. The letters will go out April twelfth, as Tom said. Uh, you may also contact the manufacturer's customer service. The recall number is ten B as in boy. If this is the first you've heard, the twenty one to twenty three models of the Jeep Grand Cherokee L and the twenty two to twenty three models of the Jeep Grand Cherokee. Boy, there are, I mean three hundred thirty thousand. That's a lot of cars. Well, Car- it's it's all of them. All of them, yes. Yeah, that's basically all the vehicles that were built during that time period. So they're they're all affected. So this is one of those things where dealers are going to make a little money, but this is going to cost the manufacturer a fortune. Again, that's a good point, because it's not going to cost you, the owner, a thing. Uh, all of the defective Unless parts. Unless you crash. Well, yeah. Uh, but thank goodness, Chrysler, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, they've said that they're, they're not aware of any accidents or injuries related to this. They became aware of the situation and... That's probably why it's April 12th when you're going to get your letter. Yeah, so they, they know this thing is coming loose or whatever the deal is, and they're going to get them all fixed right away. But, yeah, you wonder how this still happens in this day and age. Steering gear feels like something that just has worked for so long it should just work. Yeah. yeah. So this is a little disappointing. This, this is one of those things where we think we're ahead of the game and, like, oh, maybe we're still subject to the laws of physics. Yeah. <laughs>
Now, now we're going to be, uh, each time we have Tom on, we're going to do a little segment that deals with recalls. But shouldn't we, we mention that one of the good things about recalls is, and correct me if I'm wrong, in most cases, a recall is for something that most of the drivers haven't experienced, but we found out it's a possibility, so here, we want to fix this before it causes you problems. Yeah, and there have been so many horribly embarrassing recalls going way back that manufacturers now act on these very quickly, and they don't wait for an actual formal legal recall. The government hasn't told them to act on this yet. They're just acting right away, which is good because we talked about on air that ridiculous General Motors steering situation with the key. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that was the thing where General Motors kind of balked about talking about it, and then did a half fix that that wasn't sufficient. It was hugely embarrassing, and that was right when Mary Barra was was promoted to uh, CEO, and mm-hmm. everyone thought that was going to be her downfall, but she survived that. Or that she was the one being thrown to the wolves. Yeah. Well, that that was kind of it. Yeah, and 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 now she's she's still there. So God bless. Well, before we take a break for news, I, I'm going to ask you the obvious question: If you're in the market for a Jeep, should you hesitate, or uh, because it is a recall and there have not been any accidents or injuries, uh, is this something that should stop you at this point? From and or buying? should you use that recall to negotiate a lower price? Uh, it's 21 through 23, so there shouldn't be too many 23s left on dealer lots anyway. Mm-hmm. And the 23s that would be on lot would be under a stop sale until the thing was fixed. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't worry too much about buying one. Now, if there are 23s left on a lot, unfortunately, they're not available to you at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Johnny was mentioning this awful story out of California involving yes. Camaros that are being uh, carjacked like or hijacked or stolen stolen like crazy. yeah yeah uh the most attractive car for thieves in california los angeles county california they report a 500 percent increase of stolen camaros and and tom it's because the the key fob for the camaro can be cloned right well that's a very good question um Key cloning is an interesting bit of thievery, and and there's two two components to it. There is the the one we know is happening for sure, and that's where you take your car to some disreputable shop, and someone there can get a hold of the maybe the shop's not disreputable, but someone there can get a hold of your key. They can clone that if they're up close. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's suggested is happening, but though I've never seen actual proof of this, that people can walk near you while you're using your key fob and can grab the signal. Now, that's theoretically possible, but I'm not sure anyone has ever actually proved that that has happened. It's a thing to worry about, and as, as the, you know, electronic devices get better, it's something that can happen. Uh, as for the Camaro itself, it's interesting that the Camaro would suddenly be hot because mm-hmm. production has just ended. So there are no more Camaros coming, and I wonder if suddenly people think they're collectible. Well, I, as I understand it, they're being used for street racing, which we have a problem with that in Chicago, but apparently it's really big in California, where they have year-round decent weather. And also, the vehicles have reportedly been put on ships to send to far-flung places where people are willing to pay big money for a stolen vehicle. And so when I heard the story, I immediately wanted to find out, well, okay, how do you go about cloning it? And a couple of stories I I, I read indicate that you can buy a device on the Internet. Yeah. 
that allows you to sit in someone's driveway and clone that key. And I want to say that that has been available for a while, but I thought that most manufacturers had come up with some degree of protection against that. Yeah. Yeah, and and that story was wildly popular and well circulated in for some reason in Europe that that was a possible thing less so here but again I've, I've talked to even members of the Chicago Police Department mm-hmm. and though they're aware that this is a possible thing they're not aware that it's actually happened so it's, it's, it's probably theoretical maybe it has happened I don't know I'm a little bit skeptical I believe yeah. thoroughly or completely that people are getting hold of your key and they're copying that and that's a problem because if it's out of service department or something like that they can probably get hold of your private information know where the car is parked so mm-hmm. that's a, that's a very big problem key fobs are so sophisticated too yeah. I know we've told you before uh, when we got our new car we found out the hard way that we had to keep <laughs> that key fob away from the car sitting in the garage because it's constantly communicating with the key fob so we have one of these little boxes that you can you put the key in and we tested it in fact patrick uh, crispin told us how to test it he said put your cell phone in this box call your cell phone if it rings it's not the right kind of box if it doesn't ring Excellent. you got a good so so that's what we did and that's what we're now using to keep um, all of our car keys in right we had a coffee tin a coffee can and we put the cell phone in that and sure enough the call went right through but oh. f- but for 12 bucks i bought a box on uh, amazon and it looks good it looks like a little chest and it just mm-hmm. sits on the dresser and you put the keys in there and it, we put the phone in there first and the but, phone call did but, not go through but one of the th- the things with our newer car the key fob is constantly communicating because for example you can hit the key fob and you can check the status of your car of various things on your car so that that is one of the the reasons that the key fob is constantly communicating with the car so if you want to cut down on that communication and, and also save your battery, battery a little bit yeah that's one of the reasons you use this box that's how we found out because it gave us a message that our battery was low we went well huh? how, how did that happen and you know what? I'm doing this wrong. We hang all our keys on a little rack right by the front of our house, mm-hmm. and they're they're near at least near where I park the test cars. So mm-hmm. at least at least it won't be my problem when the, <laughs> when the battery dies. Well, one of the coolest things one of the coolest things we got years ago. It looks like a Fender amplifier, but you can hang your car keys on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, on, fun! On what would be the controls of the Fender amplifier? Don't do that. <laughs> because those keys can communicate with your car and uh, run down your battery. You know, life was so much easier. It was. When if you needed a key, you went to the hardware store, they made you a new key. Aren't those fobs running like $150, $200 well, now? Well, they're crazy expensive now. The fobs are expensive, and then it costs money to have them programmed. Programmed, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's usually like an hour, so you, you can end up paying 300 bucks for a new key. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's Yeah, it's a breathtaking amount of money, so don't lose your key. So, so it's kind of a two-stage process. Okay, you want the key? All right, give us lots of money. Oh, and now you actually want it to work? (laughs) Well, give us more money. (laughs) 
Well, speaking of keys, partly personal, uh, this chief's brother had, we were uh, at his house a couple of weeks ago and he, he was just cursed. He got in the car, he, and he started the car and put his key in his jacket pocket. Yes. And it slipped out of his jacket pocket uh. and went right between the seat and the console. Uh. Hardest place in the world to get your key. And a big fat fob is really hard to, to reach and to finagle it out of there. So uh, he said, help and i got on my hands and knees and i was able to get well initially he drove home he didn't stop the car that's right he drove home pulled in the driveway and we both went out while the car was still running and i was able to get my hand under there and actually pull it out so he says okay i'm back to the grocery store honest to goodness he calls from the parking lot of the grocery store and said it happened again Come back home. Now we got to fish out the key. And when he left for the final time to go get groceries, I immediately went on Amazon and I bought that little that foam spacer thing that you put between your console and your seat. Oh, oh it's okay. brilliant. It was the best $15 I spent, and I chose the one that originally started the whole thing. It was on Shark Tank, and it yeah. was the, the first time we'd ever seen this. And there's a little space where it goes over the uh, seat belt. It goes over the head of the seat belt, so it's really nestled okay. in there. And it will move back and forward with your seat. seat. But there's no space. There's no credit card can fall between there. No keys can fall between there. I said, that's the best money we No spend. cracker crumbs. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nightmarish place to lose something oh. because you can't just go under the seat anymore. There's the, the, the seat motor and other things yeah. are located underneath the seat, so it's actually blocked off. So you have to go in from the seat side. And I think your average adult male, his hand is just too big to yeah. get down there. Yeah. Oh, I, I hurt myself. I, I almost hurt myself because I, I got my arm up under there, and now it is like caught between all of the... <laughs> the controls under there and i was like okay here's your key i just can't get my arm out um i remember one night we talked about this on the air and a guy called and when he took his car in to trade it in he said could someone please get the stuff that i've lost between my console (laughs) and he had he claimed he had a set of false teeth. Yes, that I remember. He'd never been able <laughs> right. to get out. They had slipped between, and he just went to the dentist yep. and got a new set of false teeth. He says, "There's no way I'm not going to be humiliated. I'm not going to go someplace and have somebody take my false teeth out." But when he sold the car, he says, "Do you think maybe you could get that credit card, that key, and my false teeth?" <laughs> <laughs> and so they took the seat out and they got all that good stuff. <laughs> There was a story five years ago, ten years ago, out of New York about a wrecking yard. And the wrecking yard had been collecting change from underneath the seats of cars for decades. And the IRS came calling, and it was determined that over the years, they had accumulated something like $200,000 of loose change from under the seats of cars that they were wrecking. And they did not, obviously, they did not report uh, that as revenue. I bet people don't have change in their cars anymore. No, probably not anymore. Yeah, no. because we used to have that little coin holder, so when you went through the toll, you had your coins. Or we handy. still have that coin holder. We do in one have of our it, cars. but yeah. uh, I just bet you people don't have stuff in their ashtray like a handful of change. And I remember years ago, my dad. 
I forget what the car was that he had, but he, he got one of those uh, one of those little coin holder things, and, yeah. and you could actually put the dimes go here, the yes. nickels go here, the quarters <laughs> go there. Oh boy! Yes, we're talking about cars. If you hadn't guessed, we're talking with Tom Appel. <laughs> Tom, we got a lot more ground to cover with you in the next few minutes. Stay with us here on WGN. And Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. We're talking cars with Tom Appel, but we're also digging Tom's tunes. Tom, you want to explain who this is and what this is? That is El Cubanchero by Roy Clark. I, I often thought he shot his feet off by being just a little bit too silly and glib because he's such an incredible performer. Yes. Um, um, but, but there you have it. That's, that's just some amazing amazing musicianship maybe the next time you're on with us i may bring in an album that was my first introduction to roy clark and most people know roy clark from hee-haw and as a singer and yesterday when i was young and all kinds of things the first time i ever heard of roy clark i want to say was back in the 60s it was an album i believe on Capitol records and yes, I still have the vinyl. It was called The Lightning Fingers of Roy Clark. And uh-huh. it, was, it was a strictly instrumental album. And that's when I thought, whoa, hello, something's going on here. Didn't we see him in concert at the Star Plaza? I believe we did. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, he didn't, he, as I recall, he didn't do much singing. It was just instrumental. It was amazing. Well, by the, he did some singing because by that time he'd certainly had enough of his uh, mm-hmm. his vocal hits. But uh, part of his shtick was kind of making faces when he was doing stuff that <laughs> yeah. was hard to do. And uh, what an extraordinary guitar player he was. Good call. Tonight's music falls under the heading of... Hold my beer and listen to this. <laughs> and, and by the way, Tom has uh, has found out, and uh, so did Julian, that uh, Ray Bryant did do Night in Tunisia. And, and we may have to sample that in, mm-hmm. in a little bit. So what have you tested lately, Tom, you want to tell us about? Um, I am currently driving. I mentioned that I was driving the Dodge Hornet. I'm also in the Hyundai Palisade. Oh. And for people who don't know, this relatively new Hyundai product was launched two, three years ago, four years ago maybe. But this mm-hmm. is a rather large three-row crossover, and it, it's the kind of thing that if you have any questions about whether or not Hyundai is here to stay and just what a good manufacturer of just really great vehicles they are, this is that vehicle. This is a seven-passenger crossover, uh, V6-powered, really smooth, really nice inside, arguably a luxury vehicle. It's so nicely finished um, and, and absolutely belongs on people's uh, short test drive list if they are looking for a seven-passenger crossover. In fact, a lot of people who are uh, Genesis fans are saying, if you want a Genesis for significantly uh, less dollars, take a look at the Hyundai uh, Palisade. Yeah, I think that's a good call. The only thing you're really not getting is the, the fantastic... Uh, interior that you get with Genesis products, yeah. and then not the quietness either. They do an awful lot to quiet the Genesis product, but the other the, the other goodness is there. By the way, there was a, I think I sent you a link to a real interesting. Uh, I believe it was CNBC. It's about a fifteen minute uh-huh. video, and it has to do with how Hyundai became the number three manufacturer in the world. 
Yeah, it's a super interesting article. I watched that. Thank you for sending me that. And, and yeah, the, the number three now, in terms of sales volume, not in terms of dollar volume, but I think that mm-hmm. still says something. And they don't sell very expensive vehicles in the whole market, and in most of Asia, but they are selling luxury vehicles now in the U.S. But, yeah, they just did so much. And if people remember... If you were paying attention back in the late 80s when, when Hyundai launched, the cars they were selling were so terminally bad, it's amazing they made it this far. Hmm. <laughs> They've totally turned the ship around. And, and, and Hyundai products are so competitive right now, and they're so price competitive, and they're making some of the best electric vehicles now, too. You talk about uh, the early Hyundai product, and uh, the, when we were... Uh, starting with MAMA, the Midwest Automotive Media Association, and uh, we tested uh, a lot of Hyundai vehicles. The first time we got our hands on a vehicle that made me think, I want to pay attention to this corporation, was I don't remember how many years ago it was. Maybe you can can fill me in on this, Tom. When we had the Hyundai Tiburon. Oh. And I said, whoa. There's some, this has some potential. So this would have been, what, early 90s? Something. I think it was when the first Tiburon kicked in, and maybe mid-90s, maybe mid-90s. Okay. Yeah, and it was a good-looking vehicle, too. Or if not good-looking, really interesting design. Yeah. But, but that was a surprisingly... Uh, surprisingly rewarding thing to drive, and it was sort of the Tiburon was sort of a comp- competition for something like a Celica yeah. or the Nissan 240SX, and, and it absolutely held its own in that in that company. But even for, for all of uh, the negative publicity that Hyundai received for uh, uh, for some of their problems with their, their vehicles being able to be uh, hijacked, uh, this documentary on CNBC it's worth watching. Uh, they've uh, they've addressed that and and it's uh, it runs about fifteen minutes. It's just a real interesting documentary. Yeah, no, it's super interesting. It puts the whole thing together. Even if you live through it, it's just it's interesting to watch and interesting to remember that they've overcome a lot. They were considered to be a, a quality liability, and now they make some of the nicest cars you can buy. Mm-hmm. And safest because wasn't there a list that came out last yeah. week about the safest cars? The uh, the inst- the insurance institute. And I think they were like in the top five of the safest vehicles. Uh, was Ford the only one that made uh, the top five? I'll have to check that. Oh, of the American manufacturers? In front of me here. And they've got one, two, three, four, five, five vehicles that are top safety pick plus. Mm-hmm. And the plus is interesting because it's a top safety pick, plus it has to have gotten good in all the categories, uh, have passed their uh, uh, obstacle avoidance, their front-end obstacle uh, avoidance test, and uh, passed their new new headlight test. So there's a lot there. What what do you mean new headlight test? Because, boy, when you mention headlights, that just, people get very intense on that subject i hate the headlights today what are we going to do about this they're blinding me and that is a thing there there are too many headlights and and doesn't a lot of it have to do with the the way the headlights are positioned tom it does, and they can be mispositioned, and that's what happens on older cars where they're blinding people, and the driver has no idea that they're blinding people. But part of the problem now is that, is that LEDs are very bright. It's very clean, bright light. We had that problem, too, with xenon headlights. Remember that? Maybe yes. Maybe 30 years ago when those started kicking in. But the, what the IIH, IIHS is measuring is not uh, your impact on other people, but the, actually how effective your headlights are, how mm. far down the road they are effective. Um, and it turns out that a lot of manufacturers have not been paying as much attention to that as they should have been. So 
the, the IAH is always IAHS is always stepping up their game and adding things. Mm-hmm. We're going to be seeing tests soon for them for rear seat uh, occupant safety, and we're probably going to be seeing airbags installed in the rear seat soon. Oh, huh. Side airbags, but other airbags for the rear seats? Probably a center one or a roof or ceiling mounted airbag. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, on the subject of headlights, if you're concerned because you feel like your headlights are not as bright as they used to be, I'm not kidding you. I'm telling you, with our 15-year-old vehicle, yeah. I was able to bring new life to those headlights with toothpaste. It, the toothpaste is supposed to work? It did yep. work. It yep. was Now, you got to put some elbow grease into it, and you rub that toothpaste on, and you get it going good. And I guess there's just enough grit in there that uh, it was amazing. Because I think the cost we were given to to do basically that same thing was like fifty dollars for each headlight. Yeah. Okay. There is a downside to this. Okay. And the downside is is the reason your headlights fogged in the first place was because the glaze came off of them. <laughs> and when you do the toothpaste thing, you clean them super well, so that's great. Yeah. But you're going to have to do it again relatively. That's soon. true. That's very true. And but, and yeah. your headlights are going to get cavities. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Don't humor him. Do not go there, okay? <laughs> I have to live with him. Uh, anything else you want to tell us about before you get out of here? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's the stuff. But, yeah, new new podcast drops every Tuesday morning. And, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Time out. Why aren't you saying that award-winning podcast yeah. drops? Should, the, the award-winning Consumer Guide podcast, uh, yes. Car Stuff podcast, drops every Tuesday morning. And it would be great if people left us reviews on Apple. That would be very helpful. Oh, okay. Because quite seriously, there are a lot of podcasts out there. It's huge when you get rated like the best at what you're doing. So, yeah, congratulations on that. Well, and thank th- you very much. Yeah, we're proud of the work we do, and we enjoy doing it. It's a fun podcast. Me and my co-host, Jill Seminola, we have a good time with it. And people should go to uh, consumerguide.com, and there you can see the daily drive and best buys and all kinds of things. Uh, what's a blatant plug before we have to uh, jump to news? Uh-huh. Uh, what are some of the new things on the Consumer Guide website? I just did a review of a very unlikely vehicle, and that is the Ram 2500 Rebel full-size pickup. That's a three-quarter ton pickup. I drove that during the worst of the cold snap. Hmm. So my, my angle on that is just how good that handled the cold. Very good. All right. Well, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Tom, have a great week, and thank you as always. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye-bye now. More coming up. Stay with us at WGN Radio. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. And I remember very specifically <laughs> the night we first were introduced to Bruce Willis, Sybil Shepherd yes. on Moonlighting. Yes. We'd heard the show was coming on. We were just uh, roughly a, a year into our marriage. And we were coming to the show because of Sybil Shepherd. Yeah. At least I was. I yeah, like oh, Bruce Willis. Okay. Oh. And we watched the first episode and we were hooked. Yeah. And this is before the days of videotape recorders or it may have just been coming in. We I think we have a couple of seasons on videotape in our vast library of videotapes, but it was on this day in 1985 
that the show made its debut. And it lasted for just a couple of years, 67 episodes, 67, I would say... 50 of those episodes were the best television ever. And then by the the last couple episodes, uh, Glenn Gordon Karen, yes, who was the uh, the man who was writing everything, he was literally working on the episodes up until about 30 minutes before they were going to air. He was editing yeah. stuff and they started throwing things into the very final season that just and, didn't make a whole lot of yeah, sense because it was such a Oh, it was so romantic, and music by Al Jarreau, and Mark Harmon had a great part as the astronaut. In fact, uh, never forget the, the night we had Mark Harmon on yeah. the air with us, and um, the newsroom was all abuzz. Yeah. Because it's Mark Harmon. Yeah, it was Mark Harmon. And one of the greatest scenes in television was when Bruce Willis comes to the house to basically tell Sybil Shepherd that, you know, uh, yeah, I, I got a thing for you. And he's standing in the rain, and he finds out that she's in the house with the astronaut Mark Harmon. And they close that episode out with Since I Fell for You. Oh, That was one of those moments. Oh, it was so good. On this day, 1985. 1985. Yeah. I don't know that it is rebroadcast anywhere. I don't know. I don't think it is. And I wonder if it would hold up. I'd love to see some. Let's look and see if we have those videotapes, because the fashion in the 80s was... Some of it was dreadful, and she was a darn good, Mm -hmm. uh, well, she was a a fashion model, and in the show, she looked really good. And And now you've got me thinking, what was the reason that I interviewed Sybil Shepard? This was before you and I became a you and I. This was on uh, WIND. This would have been in the early 80-ish, and I had her on the show, a phone interview. Yeah. Uh, Last picture show? I don't know. Let me see. I mean, she was a great interview, and uh, I recall we talked about uh, whatever her project was that I don't recall at the moment. We talked about her dating Elvis. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She was a delightful interview. Oh, and Elise Beasley was in Moonlighting, and we had her on the show, too. Yeah. Uh, actually, we had her on, on our, our first show, sa- on our Saturday, Saturday night, night show. show. That's right. When we started here. Oh, my gosh. She was fun. She was fun. Miss DePesto, Agnes DePesto. DePesto, yeah. And she was a lot like that character, too, when yeah, we were oh, talking was. to her. Um, you know, I, I hear you mentioning Sybil Shepherd and... Mm-hmm. And Mark Harmon, and now I'm reaching for rabbit ear antennas and a VCR. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and somewhere I know we have uh, video cassette recordings of that show, and we still have a, a couple of VCRs. Do you have a VCR, Gabe? I do. I believe it is probably stashed in. I have a box at home, yep. and uh, my wife has asked me to get rid of it several times, uh, honey. Mm-hmm. You'll never find it. Yep. Um, it's, it's got old electronics that I haven't used in years. It's got a VCR. Uh-huh. It's got a DVD player. It's got old video games that I haven't uh, plugged oh, in, and I don't know how gosh. long. Do, so, do, you, do you have one of those video cassette recorders? Because we intentionally, I think we've got uh, two, maybe three of these. You can play your video cassettes and record them onto DVRs. 
That I do not have. My brother has one of those. Or DVDs, rather. My brother yeah. has one of those. Yeah. We also went so far as to get a super VHS machine yeah. to play super VHSs. And that, that was uh, shortly before uh, digital technology exploded, and super VHS quality was, it was the VHS equivalent of Betamax good yes. quality video. I remember when they invented the TVs with the VCRs attached to them and when, oh, yes. and how popular that became really yes. quick that, yeah. in the mid-90s. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Um, I, I'm also flashing back on um, Super VHS blank tapes were very expensive. Oh, yeah. Very oh, expensive. I, I have a couple of boxes full of uh, VHS tapes where I recorded like old games and old TV mm-hmm. shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. That drives my wife crazy, too. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, speaking of old technology, Gabe, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, this is the anniversary of when the first CDs were introduced. Do you recall what the first CD you bought was? The first CD that I ever bought? Wow, mm-hmm. that would have been sometime in the mid-90s. Okay. Um, I don't remember exactly. I know it was a rap album. I just don't remember which one mm-hmm. it was exactly. I was probably in about... About seventh or eighth grade at the mm-hmm. time, and by that time the quality was decent because, yeah, right. what, as we were saying earlier, forty-one years ago when the first CD was sold in the United States on this day, a lot of it was really bad, really bad technology. It was just like an excuse to make more money. You just yeah. drop a needle on an album and record it, and they'll buy it. And then the industry realized, wait a minute, this could go places. Yeah. And it's so funny because in the past few years, vinyl has outsold CDs. Oh, why has it? And a friend of ours, I don't know if you saw Richard Llewellyn, had put up his vast collection of cassettes. He said there's a huge market for mm-hmm. cassette, music cassettes on, on eBay. Yeah, I'm hearing cassettes are making a comeback. Yeah. And- uh, the crazy thing is I have um, a, a book that's full of CDs that I, I play in my car yeah. mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, because I still have a CD player in my car. Mm-hmm. Good for you. I do have a cassette player lying around at home somewhere. I just don't have any cassettes. I don't remember what I did with any of my cassettes. I, I did have some, not many, but mm-hmm. I still have plenty of CDs lying around, though. And, and just a tip for anybody who's going to go grab your cassettes if you haven't played them for a while, be very careful of that tape. You, you, you kind of want to... Uh, kind of make sure that you're not going to just smush snap it. the tape they or will snap break. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's why, you know, you always need to have a pencil handy so you can put it in that cassette and then <laughs> tighten it up yep. if, if the tape starts falling out of it. In fact, there is a company, and I, I can't think of their name. They're in the, uh, the South Loop, I believe, and they do a lot of analog to digital transfer. We got to get somebody from that company on the show some night because mm-hmm. i know there are uh, at least five people listening to us right now that have a lot of old analog <laughs> stuff they'd like to transfer to digital and gabe's wife would be really happy if he got rid of some of those <laughs> vcrs those videotapes and he went to something digital that's much smaller and could probably go in a shoebox under the bed so much easier uh, we got to take a break when we come back out of the break we're going to bump back with a song by the woman who's going to be joining us on St. Patrick's Day weekend in just a couple weeks. Two weeks from tonight, she will be in studio with us, coming to town from Ireland. So stay tuned for that and a whole lot more here on WGN.
Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. Got these Dirt Woman Blues. That woman is going to be in the studio with us on March 16th. Her name, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, we want to, because uh, we've had about three different uh, sources saying, this is how you pronounce it, that's how you pronounce it, no, this is how you pronounce it. I'm going with this one, Grana. It's G-R-A-I-N-N-E, Grana Duffy. Mm-hmm. She is from Ireland. That's her singing. Mm-hmm. That's her playing. playing. Yeah. And she's going to be in Chicago for three different appearances the weekend of St. Patrick's Day. Right. She's going to be at Rose's. She's going to be, uh, actually, Rose's is on the 15th. The night before, she'll be at Martyrs. Then on the 16th, the afternoon of the 16th, she'll be at the Irish Heritage Center. And then she'll be in studio with us the night of the 16th. She's got a real interesting uh, uh, thing on her Facebook page. Uh, there's a picture of her people. PhD thesis, which is the contribution of Rosetta Tharp and Bonnie Raitt to the blues genre. And, uh, I mean, that is a full-blown thesis. Yeah. And starting, I guess, Friday, March 1st, uh, the start of um, Women's History Month at galleries in Chicago, there's a photo exhibition of a female blues artist, and you can see her Ph.D. thesis, Rosetta Tharp and, and Bonnie Raitt and the blues genre, uh, seen through the eyes of a young Irish blues woman, Grana Duffy. Over the years, we've been very impressed with how Europeans... are so immersed in American roots music. Yeah. And one of the things I, I love about Grania is she's not lampooning anything. She's going back mm-hmm. to the roots, to the mm-hmm. real deal. And her husband is also a guitar player, and he co-writes all of the songs with her. I'm, I'm hoping both of them are going to be in the studio. Mm-hmm. And we're just really looking forward to it. Yeah. And what a great, great weekend to have her in here, because I think the river's going to be dyed on Saturday. Yeah. And she's going to be speaking at the Irish uh, Heritage uh, Center in the afternoon. So there's going to be a whole bunch of things going on uh, that weekend. But St. Patrick's Day is actually on Sunday. But that'll be March 16th. But we should mention, coming up next week, uh, we will start at 930 and in studio with us, uh, by popular request, a return visit from Will Byington, mm-hmm. extraordinary photographer, and he'll, he'll tell you how to use your phone to take some great pictures. Also, Patrick Christen uh, will be joining us, and Patrick may be joining us a little earlier, because when, uh, when Patrick was on with us last time, we talked about how he just got our grandson, Joseph, who is uh, seven going on eight, his first cell phone Mm -hmm. and one of the questions we had was okay how do you kid proof your phone if you're going to get a seven or eight year old what do you do to that phone to make sure that they're not going to get in trouble or go someplace they shouldn't right 
Patrick is putting together a whole list of things. So if you have little people in your family, kids, grandkids, whatever, you're going to want to be listening because Patrick is going to run through chapter and verse of things that are available for you to kid-proof your phone. Your iPhone or your Android phone. Now, Patrick is an Apple guy, so uh, Joseph got a, an iPhone mm-hmm. uh, so that he could, uh, I guess, he was very active with Pokemon on a laptop, and they went to a Pokemon event. And he it was, was just too big for him to yes, carry around. And he he felt like he, he was being very pokey and not cool. And Patrick had a He heart- was being pokey on. Yes. And he had a heart to heart with him and he realized, okay, there are things that other things that he could use this phone mm-hmm. for, safety reasons and such. So we'll cover all that. Also, uh, again, next week, nine thirty start time, Will Byington, Patrick Crispin, and since it will be the night before the Oscars we mentioned earlier that Saturday was my brother Lee's birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, Lee will be joining us next week for the second year in a row to give his Oscar predictions. And not just because he's my brother, but since ever, <laughs> Lee has been enamored of movies. He is a walking encyclopedia mm-hmm. of movie history. Uh, he is... Uh, to this day, still invested in not just the old stuff, but the new stuff. Yeah, he sees all of the movies. He sees all the movies, and he will, on his blog, frequently critique some of the movies he's seen. I've decided he's a movie savant. Yeah. Because his, I I mean, we'll stumble across a movie, and he'll tell us who the director was, but then, okay, who was the producer and little backstory trivia well the last time we were out at least we just happened to tune into tcm and a movie that uh i had completely missed red shoes was on mm-hmm. we were about uh only about 10 minutes into it so we stayed with it what a wonderful yeah. movie and lee knew the chapter verse and history yeah, of all, all about of technicolor it. and why it was different in great britain compared to the way it was done in the united states and then the night before we'd watched uh, the painted veil and that was pre-code and mm-hmm. we talked about pre-code again no books he's just got all that information at his yeah. fingertips a lot like you though what did he do yesterday he has to kind of think about it but if you ask him about he a movie has his priorities yes he does so uh, that's some of what's going to be going on next week. Again, we start at 9.30 next, next week. Next week. Uh, some unfinished business, tying up some loose ends here. Julian, you found that Moonlighting is, in fact, available. I did not hear where you said it's available. Uh, it's on Hulu. It is on Hulu. And we can okay. thank the textures for that. I didn't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I see that. All 66 episodes of Moonlighting is on Hulu. And oh. if you want to uh, text us, uh, 312-981-7200. And one more piece of unfinished business, the question of what is that thing that you got your brother-in-law to put between his seat in the console? And I said, we got the original one that was first right. unveiled on Shark Tank. It's called the Drop Stop. The Drop Stop. I found it on Amazon, Drop Stop. You look for that. It's the original patented gap filler. That's what it is, the gap filler, the gap between your seat and your console. And let me just scroll here, and I got two of them in the box for $24.99. Oh, and it also came with a little flashlight, a little credit card flashlight. We'll take a quick break and come right back on WGN. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. 
King and Johnny Putnam at WGN Radio. I hated that song when I had to play it every 90 minutes on the Once Big 89 back in 1973. No, 74. Was it 74? This is the anniversary. This weekend it aired for the first time 50 years ago. And I loved it. Oh, I loved it. And can I admit something to you right now? Sitting here with my headphones on, I, I love that song. I brought, I bought the 45. Mm-hmm. It just dawned on me. He's dying. <laughs> it never <laughs> dawned on me that he's dying. He's literally saying goodbye. That was Terry Jacks. How did I miss that all these years? Did I just not want to yeah. face up to that? Well, that's because you thought the uh, 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 the girl uh, uh, in Scarlet Ribbons was dying, and she didn't. She was dying, and her father was preparing for her death. Scarlet no. Ribbons, yeah, they put Scarlet <laughs> Ribbons on her graveside. I know uh-huh. that. Right. <laughs> I had that 45, too, as a kid, and, and just to show you how weird I was, I would sit in my bedroom and play it and and cry. It was cathartic. I would just sit there and cry. She's dying. She's dying. So many years later, I meet Steve, and he goes, no, she's not dying. I go, what? What? All those tears, and the kid's not dying? But with Terry Jacks, uh, that record was so popular, yes. and we had these clocks on the One Speak 89. <laughs> And whenever the clock went off, every 90 minutes, wherever you were, whatever you were playing, you had to play whatever the record was that corresponded to the number on the clock. So every 90 minutes, I had to play. Did you know that that, that was originally written by Jacques Brel? I think I did hear that yeah. someplace. The inspiration for the lyrics was um, I, I originally Jacques Brel wrote this for his priest friend named Antoine. And if this is not true, it's a great story. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then Terry Jacks came along, and I'm sitting here with my headphones on. I thought, oh, i got to find out a little bit more about Terry Jacks. And I went, what? He's dying? These are his last words? 50 years it took me to come around to the the reality of the song seasons in the sun but tying everything together speaking of seasons in the sun we should mention along with everything else we told you about uh, next week yes we're going till three o'clock next week yes we are a listener wanted to know if we were going to be doing a shorter show no that would be in november this would actually be a little longer spring forward fall back but the reality is we're going to be doing the same content mm-hmm. it's just that when we walk out of the building it oh i gotta but, uh, but i, I think gotta adjust our parking oh you're right because we we <laughs> have to right. be out of here by three <laughs> they won't let us out of the garage if i don't adjust that oh that's weird okay i think it's reason to call management and tell them we have to leave 20 minutes early because <laughs> we have to get our car or we get an extra hour pay <laughs> well yes <laughs> I don't think it works that way. But don't forget, next week, um, it hasn't been forever that it's been this early in the season. I think it was under uh, uh, George Bush. He's the one yeah, that, that changed right. us. So yeah. that uh, instead of it being in April, it's in March. And and I always go back to, to Orion, who I... Uh, 
absolutely agreed with when it came to this. It's like pulling the sheet up or pulling the sheet down. You still have the same length sheet. You're just altering where the sheet is positioned. But it makes a difference in your life. I mean, when the when the clock says it but if is, you just, if you just let, if you didn't have the hour time change, you wouldn't have the crazy Monday morning traffic. Oh, after I let me the tell you, time has changed. I can attest to that. Doing traffic for seven years, I, I, I literally after the first year, I started keeping data. I probably still have my 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 notebook where I would keep this mm-hmm. information of the number of serious they weren't just fender benders serious traffic accidents that first week after a time change because rather than gradually the sun comes up a little more all of a sudden it's yeah. an hour ahead or an hour back and you're driving in now and you're driving in oh, oh, I'm not used to this. Ah! I don't have my sunglasses I'm driving into the sun I can't see crash uh, or oh it's so depressing it's so dark uh, and so yeah didn't we have um, a scientific team come over from Japan? Oh no, that was no, the full moon. That that was the full moon. Yes, they came, and, and there there really was. It was a documentary, and they they sat with us all night. And they had uh, gone to various cities around the world and various. Uh, broadcast stations and ours was the one for the the midwest yeah and they stayed with us and we were talking about they were documenting all night the effect on the of the moon and mm-hmm. full moon on people so we had uh, uh, a number of nurses call in police mm-hmm. officers truckers uh, i think they told us when they left that they had more material from our show than they did any other city well and wasn't it police officers that uh that said they didn't have to look outside. They could always tell when it was a full moon yeah. by yeah. the kind of calls and crazy stuff ER. that was going on. ER uh, people also said the same yeah. thing. They As soon as the doors opened and they went, uh-oh, anybody check the calendar? And then it's like the floodgates opened and all the big well, stuff that, came And in. then you did a, a further study that determined that it was 15 days either side either of side. the full moon yeah. that, uh, that crazy stuff Even happens. Even a leap year, yeah. it happens that way. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So. But we will be here next week. And uh, I always say when the time changes, you've got a great excuse for anything and everything. Oh, yeah. If you want to eat chocolate. Time change. My my body's out of whack. I need chocolate. You don't want to go to, what, Sunday brunch with somebody in the family? I'm sorry. I can't. I'm all out of sync. (laughs) Of course, we've used that working overnights we've used that for years for years yes a listener says uh i agree with steve and orion don't change the clocks plus we would not disrupt bob Surratt's sleep pattern he has a lot of problems with these changes no <laughs> bob having problems with these changes yes historically had problems with these changes <laughs> i don't want to be taken out of context there um oh lights are starting to flicker yeah. It, and, and what do I hear? Grandpa Bob's not here. Brett's going to be driving the Zamboni up and down yeah. the halls. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's starting to happen. That that means they want to get things cleaned up. Mm-hmm. For the Dean Richards show this morning. So we need to look for a 
last caller. It's time mm-hmm. for our last call. So if you would like to be our last caller and win something from our prize list, as long as you haven't won anything from this here radio station within the past 60 days, yep. the number to call is 312-981-7200. That number again is 312-981-7200. 312 and again, you, you don't have to have anything brilliant to say, because we sure don't. You can be the cherry on top of our three-and-a-half-hour show tonight. Mm-hmm. Even though it felt like five, it was only three-and-a-half hours. <laughs> <laughs> but just, uh, again, you, you don't have to study for this test. No. It's just, uh, who are you? Where are you calling from? What are you doing? Yeah. And, uh, hanging out with us? Yeah, and, uh, it's, it's taking us back to the old days of, of the bar, when... If you were attending bar or you're working the tables or you're up on stage, you live for that moment when the lights would flick because you knew flicking the lights means I'm out of here very soon. But then as we're talking off the air, you were relating stories of uh, the time change and flicking the lights and then realizing, oops, no, we've got another hour yet. And And then we'd go in the back room and cry. (laughs) We're like, no, please. (laughs) Of course, that was all on high heels, so that that's the difference. You know, I'm just sitting here on my backside. I mean, I was walking around in high heels for eight hours. That extra hour was killer. Okay. 312-981-7200 if you want to be our last call. And uh, uh, again, we'll we'll kind of go through the calls, and uh, Julian mm-hmm. will help us go through the calls. In and fact, one caller. since he was not here yes. last week, we're going to make him pick a number. We're going to do a Sidney Friedman. He's going to have to pick the oh, magic number. Fine. Yes, that's going to be. You know what, Julian, what we forgot to do? Sidney Friedman came in here to do the Oscar predictions because he has a 79% correct. And and we forgot about doing that. For years, he has been 79 to 85% correct. People actually place bets based on what Sidney says. And we we forgot forgot to do that. We got so swept up in all all that Ouija Ouija stuff, and we just kind of lost our minds. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and maybe you will be our last caller here on WGN. All right, people. It's time to go home. Yep. 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 Losing time. Losing time. Head on out. Head on out. So let's go. You don't have to go home. Yeah, you really kind of do. But you can't stay here. You can't stay here. No, no, no. I wonder how many copies of that we've sold for Red <laughs> Peters. We really do have to. I've been get trying him on the show. to track him down. He is a um, apparently he's a comedian, but I wonder if he uses different names or if he recorded that song under that name. And uh, he's an elusive character. The elusive Red Peters. Yes. The closing song. He's got a good voice. Yeah, he's got a very good voice. I'd like to hear other things that he does. And as we've said before, no, we're never going to play all of that (laughs) on the radio. You can go back to the uh, Stephen Johnny blog. Go to uh, stephenjohnny.wordpress.com. You can uh, search our our blog, and uh, you can find a link to the full version of that mm-hmm. song, which is the only place we're ever going to post that. Mm-hmm. And make Red Peter's day, because I know every Sunday morning he wakes up and goes, wow, this is weird. Another few hundred people have listened to this song, and I recorded this 20 years ago. Why is that happening? 
Okay, time now for our last call. And Julian is back after uh, a night off. And we are going to let you randomly choose a number. Randomly choose. Oh, fine. Well, I can't randomly choose. How about I roll a dice here? I'm going to roll a dice. Hang on. That would be a die if it's only one. Oh, thank you. Yes. Rolling a die. (laughs) One moment, please. Okay. Oh, you've got oh you've got two. I'm sorry, you've got dice. Okay, and we have caller number three. So that means there was a one on one of the die and, and, and a two, two on, on the other die. See how I figured yes. that out. And that would be uh, Rich. Hi, Rich. Hey, Rich. There, hi, Steve and Johnny. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, fine. I wish I had this much luck with like picking a, a lottery number. <laughs> I had a very just spur of the moment thought to. You know, try to be the last caller. Really? Where are you calling yeah. from? <laughs> and I really didn't even listen to you guys tonight. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait, minute. wait, wait, wait. You are not. You're not saying the right thing, Mr. Rich. No, no, no. I listen to you every week. Oh, okay. I listen to you a lot. Okay. I, I, I didn't turn on the radio tonight, though, because okay. I was occupied. But oh, okay. I, I turned it on, mm-hmm. you know, right about five minutes ago. And <laughs> you, you mentioned that the lights were flickering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it brought back a memory of when I did listen to you one night a long time ago. And I'm wondering if you remember this, because okay. uh, I was up late. When I, this is when you were a GM more regular. Mm-hmm. Like, right. About yeah. 2008. Okay. Okay. And I was in my apartment, and all of a sudden I felt everything around me moving. Like, what? Like, wiggling my floor was wiggling and yeah. my walls were wiggling my what? my furniture was swaying what and you were on the air and i i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure it was you guys yeah. you, you yeah. gave me some comfort because there was an earthquake yes, yes. yes. i remember, remember that yes. And, yes and we started getting calls from yes. people yes yeah. and hey. i was freaking out because i was alone in my place yes. and you were on the air yep and yep. i was wondering like what the heck just happened? And then right as I was wondering it, you you guys, I think you felt it too. We did, yeah. yes. We did. Yeah. And, and we were kind of, we air. were freaking it out. It gave me a lot of comfort. Yes. Like, okay. And, and not going crazy it, and a lot of people, just probably about two in the morning, I want It was. And it was odd for us to feel it because these studios are built on a different kind of a foundation that uh, isn't, um, that prone to reacting to vibrations, but we did. We did, and so we, were, we knew something yeah. was going on. And I remember I was a little hysterical because I thought, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this is not supposed to happen." But Rich, the weird thing was, I remember how frustrated I was when the daylight came around and the earthquake was behind us, and oh, it was a little, you know, a little something or other. It didn't make the news, and I'm screaming, "Wait, yeah, we I lived know. through an earthquake!" Yeah, I, I just think, I mean, it was, yes. it's, just, you know, it, yep. it's rarer than even a tornado, yes. you, know, it, it, you know, touching down in Chicago, like downtown Chicago. Or, sure. You know, it's, a, it's a very rare occurrence to have something like that happen. But, I mean, this all triggered in my mind just because... Uh. Tonight, the lights flickered. You, I had no intention of ever calling you guys at the last <laughs> I mean, and it's like this, 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 this all happened like about a five-minute span. That yeah. Uh, I'm well, going to try to call. What? Might as well try. It's a weird story, but it, you know, triggered a memory of you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let it was. Does, does 2008 sound about right? Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. about right. Where are you calling from? 
I'm calling from um, Chicago. Oh, good. Kind of north side, south side? Um, pretty, pretty close to Evanston. Okay. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. And what's, yeah. what's your Sunday going to be like now that you've had an exciting Saturday night? Oh, uh, well, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a musician, and I, I have a gig that I have oh. to whip up some music for that I don't play too often, so I've been practicing a lot. Tomorrow is going to be a, a heavy practicing day. I hope it's not going to upset my neighbors too much. Well, uh-huh. What do you play, and what kind of music do you play? Um, well, my the, the stuff that's close to my heart is, is kind of what I grew up with. Piano. I'm a pianist, and... Uh, yeah, kind of Elton John, Billy Joel, that like oh, pop, good. pop rock okay. stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I play by ear pretty pretty well, I guess. Uh, people ask, ask me to play, I suppose. But I, I have a gig um, coming up that it's it's more like Sinatra standards kind of stuff, and that's okay. not in my usual repertory. So I have to it takes a lot of work to get that under my in my brain you know well, just, well, well let's uh, the blatant plug light is flashing so uh go ahead where's the gig gonna be well what's your name it, it, your full name and where's it, it gonna it's, be it's a senior residence it's it's not for the public ah kind of okay okay yeah. but well, it's good like for you. I, you know i was asked to do it and, that's, and yeah. i enjoy doing it but it's like i can't play the music i really like because it's Oh, I no, bet you I they would love really Billy Joel and Elton John. Stuff. Yeah, you. I, I think you should you should sprinkle some of that good stuff in there too. A little Billy Joel. Well, and Elton I, John. I, I intend on it. You know, it, it's interesting. It, it it got me thinking about you know, like standards as time's going to go on, and you know, and you know, I progress where you know I'm old enough to need to be like you know, uh, like an assisted living place or something like that of mm-hmm. like my generation, which I you know I was like a. Uh, I, I was like 10 years old in the early 70s kind of mm-hmm. thing. So standards, people my age, I think when we're like nine, you know, 80, mm-hmm. 90, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the same for what standards are going to no, be that are going to make, you know, like seniors happy. You well, know? <laughs> well, but uh, I think you may be surprised because there are some songs that cross generations, and there are some songs that will probably always be around. You may lean more toward the songs that you grew up with, but songs that have been perennials will probably filter into that mix, too. Yeah, that's very true, because the older I've gotten, I've I've come to really appreciate standards from way before my time. As a teenager, never did, you know. Mm-hmm. You know Tony Bennett, Frank Sinatra, yep. any of the I hear crooners, uh, Bing yeah. Crosby, any of those people. Get, music didn't really interest me, but as I've gotten older, you know, I, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I appreciate, wow, that's such well-written music, and boy, I can really relate to the lyrics. And That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. and I can see the, why they're so popular. But yeah. there's a lot of, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff even in the you know, mid seventies, late seventies. That will, you know, I, I'm thinking like uh, stings. Um, every breath you take, you know, yeah. that'll be a standard. Oh I yeah, there, right. there, there, there's a lot of those things that are that are yeah. going to be around that, for a long time. That'll be a good topic some Saturday night on the show. Hey, hang on for us, Bob. We're running out of time, and the Zamboni's going to run us out of the studio if we don't uh, quickly tell you that you are going to get a WGN Radio 100th Anniversary Logo T-shirt. You're going to get your very own desktop weather station from American Weather Makers Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, the 60-Minute Men. And we have a pair of tickets to the Tony Award 
award-winning musical, The Band's Visit, at Writers Theater in Glencoe. A stranded Egyptian band, a remote Israeli town, one life-changing night of music. Sounds like it's right up your alley, Bob. So we got a pair of tickets for you if you can use those. And Julian will get all the info off the air. And good luck with your uh, with your practicing. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Yeah. Uh, remember, next week we start at 9.30. We'll have Will Byington in studio, Patrick Crispin, uh, sharing some thoughts on uh, how to uh, child-proof uh, a cell phone. Uh, my brother Lee with Oscar predictions uh, mm-hmm. and a whole lot more. So, again, thank you so much for uh, being a part of our life tonight.